Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. This is episode 61. It's a Wednesday back at our normal times. My name is Andrea. I am once again joined. Wow. <laughs> We're doing it again. We're going to switch names again. I remove, I remove, right. we remove the name banners Hi, <laughs> one time. And I can't. And you don't even know who name. you are. Identity yep. crisis. Hi, everybody. I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Yes, I'm John, joined by Andrea like normal. Hello. Um, and then we also have an extra guest that longtime fans may recognize. Welcome, Phil, to Popcast on the Rocks. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be back. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, you got nice sparkly background this time. Yes, That's absolutely. <laughs> so uh, here we talk about pop culture things that interest us. We're going to find out what we've been up to this week along with uh, Phil and maybe see what he is into. A uh, little bit of news, not a ton, before we um, get into Castlevania, season four from Netflix. So, yeah, that'll be exciting. I think Phil is excited to talk about episode nine. We've been hearing about yeah. it. I, I am fairly excited, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The number of text messages on my phone are any indication. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's some excitement there. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, um, what's everybody's week been like? Andrea, what'd you uh, keep yourself busy with? Other than, again, keeping the, the human child alive. Yes, I'm, mm. I'm 10 for 10, 10 weeks. <laughs> so, you know, still crushing the parenthood game. Um, but in my, you know, spare time... I am also crushing some Resident Evil game. Um, I've now gotten to the castle in Resident Evil Village, so woo I'm out of the village, um, out of out of several different, you know, cut scenes that are in there. Which I I know this isn't our Resident Mostly. Evil episode, uh, but I do have to say, just as a side note, I find the cutscenes in Resident Evil Village very tough because like all of a sudden you're just in one and, and it doesn't like transition well. Like I'm I'm not okay. aware for several minutes that I'm in a cutscene. Interesting. I'm still like trying to do things and then I'm like, oh oh okay, all right. So I don't need to do anything right here. They're just like But that means no. it blends well. It's it seamless. Does, it does blend well, but also at the same time like I'm very concerned that, you know, like there's several cutscenes in the beginning where, you know, you're, and, and I, I don't think this is giving too much away, but the main character that you're playing is injured. And I keep thinking it's something I'm doing. I'm like, oh, shit, mm. like, you know, I'm trying to like guard myself or like, you know, get my gun right. up or whatever. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. This is, I guess, supposed to be happening. I don't just like suck at this game. Sure. Like, it's the cutscene. So. But anyway, that's, you know, more on that in our in our uh, episode that'll be focusing on Resident Evil Village coming up. But just, yeah, that's one of my yeah. early thoughts on the game. Um, nice. Other than that, uh, I've been also consuming some, you know, kind of related media. Um, I started watching Netflix's new film, Army of the Dead, um, okay. which is directed by... Zack Snyder, since we were mm -hmm. just talking about uh, Justice League, um, and starring Dave Bautista, and it is excellent so far. I'm about halfway really? through, and I really wow. enjoy it. It's like I a wondered. fun little zombie heist 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, it's very classic, like, you know, get the team together. We're going to go rob mm-hmm. a, you know, a bank vault in Vegas, but then we're going to throw With in zombies. zombies. Yeah. Nice. You've seen and, it, Phil? No, but I saw the preview and I thought it, I was intrigued. And I thought it could be like really awesome or like fairly terrible. So sure. yeah, I'm glad to hear it's so, awesome. So far, awesome. Wow. Uh, Dana, for anybody who doesn't so know, much. Dana's Phil's wife, uh, Dana would hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. <laughs> well, violent level of, the level of gore is like yeah. Walking Dead level. Sure. For okay. sure, if not more. Yeah. I assume um, that so as much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good it's good so far. And I do have to throw a shout out to uh Tig Nataro, who is a comedian also cast in the movie. And she was a late addition because the the role that she took over, uh, the guy was fired from the sh- mm. from the movie. And they didn't mm. they weren't able because of COVID to get her into reshooting with the cast. So she reshot all of her screen all of her scenes and they cgi inserted her into the film and so she's acting completely solo like nobody's around her and she has to do all of this alone she is killing it she is amazing that's cool so is it a show andrea it is a movie it's a movie oh okay yes yep so yeah, so I'm just like insanely impressed with her level of skill, like cool. just acting against nothing. It's it's are you, fantastic. Are you disappointed that it's a movie film? <laughs> no, she just had mentioned she was she was like halfway through it or making her way through it mm. as if it oh, were a gotcha, series yeah. or something. And so I thought it had been a movie when I saw the preview, but then I was yes. doubting you made me doubt myself. But sure, <laughs> you know, My when someone consumes as much media as you do, then I guess you know movies have to be taken in pieces. That's right. I'm I'm of the generation where I can watch like, you know, binge watch four episodes of a show, but oh my god, watching a movie. Uh, I, need, I need breaks. Right. <laughs> I never start a movie though if I don't know I'm gonna finish it. Wow. I, just, I never I'm I, I basically never I well don't finish it. That's movie. true. Unless it's new just like movies. on television or something. Sure. Yeah. Or a movie you've seen ten times. Like an yeah. old favorite. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like, well, and I mean, I sat down with the attention to watch it. It's just, you know, when you have I mean, a 10 week old, you, you get what? interruptions. You tell them to go away and be quiet. One te- does tend to get it. Yes. Interrupted by yes. infants. Sure. Right. So, yeah. So I, I mean, sure. I had planned to sit down, but it is also a, like a, a two hour, two hour and 30, 40 minutes. So, you Alan know, said there, oh, yeah, two long. and a half Holy hours cow. or something. Yeah. So it's it's very good. Um, mm-hmm. I highly recommend cool. it so far. We'll obviously see, you know, how the rest of it turns out if I if I keep that recommendation going into next week. But so far, so good. Maybe uh, Snyder needs to needs to work on just doing television shows. Snyder <laughs> cut clearly is very long. This right. Is very well, long. and it was it was meant to be a television show. Yeah, exactly. So get on, so, get on. I am. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very classic Snyder. Um, this movie is it's you know probably a bit longer than your typical movie it's got the classic snyder slow-mo going on in it and he had to do extensive reshooting so i think that's all very snyder hallmarks Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah so i'll be uh i'll be looking forward to finishing that and then hopefully i can sneak it in before i start watching the final season of lucifer which is dropping on netflix on friday and I am pumped about that. 
I had thought that was already out. I mean, I just feel the, like I heard about it quite a while ago. And then, yeah, so yeah, the, the final so season was split into like A and B parts. And so, uh, like, the final season first part came out a while ago. And now it's like the second half of the final season. So, I see. Yeah. Hmm, so, this cool. is really, really it. I promise. It's now actually going to be over. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never got into the show. Did you try Lucifer, Phil? Huh? Uh, I did actually. Oh, maybe eight months ago or something like that. I just on a whim tried a couple episodes. I it it was fine. I just I think I just didn't. I needed to probably it, give it more of a shot. Honestly, yeah, it takes a while to warm up. Um, mm-hmm. I think probably the second season is where it really really gets good because it starts getting to into its own mythology and oh, introduces sure. like you know a lot of characters like god um Mm -hmm. and then uh, more of lucifer's brothers and sisters his mother so Mm -hmm. they have like whole creation mythology where you know god has a wife so it gets very interesting in the second season okay but yeah it's it's obviously you got to make it through the first to to get to the really good stuff which is dicey for a tv show to do but Mm -hmm. i like it Speaking well, of really long series that you are close to the end of but can't quite finish up yet, <laughs> Dresden Dresden Files. Please tell me you're <laughs> anywhere near being able to read the last two books because of your uh, husband. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, we're not, uh, but I think I'm just gonna go ahead and do it anyway because it's taking way too long to listen to the books. I mean, I, well, I love it, and it's really sure. fun to go back. Yeah. Um, and you can James still do Marsters, that. Yeah, James Marsters is like a really fun Dresden to listen to. For sure. Like, oh, yeah. The books are excellent. But Absolutely. yeah, it's just taking no way too long for us to be in like yeah. the same place at the same time and yeah. be able to like have the time to listen to an audiobook. So I agree. Forget that. It's happening. <laughs> awesome. Very exciting. I won't say anything about yeah. it, mostly because you haven't read it and I don't think anybody else on the show reads them. But, but John, you should. John, but you, you definitely really should. should. You'd so really good. enjoy it. I need to. Is there any, um, like, I don't know, fan art or some sort of yes, absolutely, art for yeah. this something absolutely. that because I'm sold by great art. You know, I I come up with D and D stuff based on art or oh, whatever. Sure. And so they, right now, just in my head, Dresden Files doesn't sound great. Like in my head, I'm thinking, oh. well, like Harry Potter. No. And, no, it's like way better adult Harry Potter. No, way yeah, better like... than Harry Potter. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so good. Well, it's it's um, it's so different than Harry Potter, novel. but yes. Yeah, yeah, he, they, they do did have a graphic do. novel. What? Yeah, true. Stormfront. Okay. Would they they make a graphic novel of right, Andrea? I think so. Yeah. I think it's just Stormfront, the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I'll, I'll well, send you some of that. John. To like. Yeah, the, read the graphic novels if it's well done and maybe that gets a person into it and then continue on yeah. from there and for sure for well sure. yeah it'd be it'd be handy obviously since it's the first novel so it wouldn't be yeah. like yeah. you'd be missing anything right yep so <laughs> yeah definitely a recommendation to read um my other uh recommendation to read for the week is a book i finished it's called the seven husbands of evelyn hugo and it's mm. like a mock biography of a 1950s film star 
and the seven husbands that she marries. And so it's like hmm. her life story as told through her seven marriages. It was really good. It was very fun to kind of look at like 50s and 60s Hollywood um, mm -hmm. through this lens. And even though it's not like a mystery novel, there was like a kind of like little detective, like side detective plot that came hmm. with a twist I was not expecting and was okay. so, so good. I would not ruin it for anyone because it is excellent. So I highly recommend this book. Okay. Interesting. It's a fiction. It's fiction, though. Yeah, it like. is. This. Yeah. So Evelyn Hugo is not a real movie star. Okay. From the fifties. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. It's it's all made up, but it's very very well done. Okay. Is that a more recent thing, or is it uh, been out for quite a while? It's more recent. Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember when it was dropped, but yeah. Let's see. Seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. 2017. Alan beat you to it. Yeah. Oh, Alan. Alan. I should have known better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never, I'm never going to out Google Alan. No, I don't think that's. <laughs> He's probably possible. using DuckDuckGo or something else. Right. Oof. Um, Phil, so, how yeah. about you? Anything um, um, crazy going on this week? Any amazing um pop culture things events uh, I, I yeah i did actually uh uh come upon some information and this may be you may you guys may have talked about this and maybe not and maybe it's not really on your radar but um i just recently found out that they're making uh netflix is making a red wall series and really? movie mm -hmm. mm. so they're making a, a red walls uh tv series at no wait making a Redwall movie with an accompanying Martin the Warrior series. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. I'm assuming people know Redwall. Like, John, you seem no. maybe like you're not sure. Of, oh, nope. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Iconic series Redwall into TV show film. Yes. Um, Redwall Abbey makes its movie de debut. Yes. Uh, it sounds British to me. Um, I think Bre um, Brian Jakes is British, the author, or he's Irish or Scottish, maybe or something. Ooh. Andrew, you oh, read Alan's them, right? Read them all. Yeah, okay. Alan's read them all. Yes, I have also read them all. Yep. Okay. They were so big, like twenty-two novels. End yeah, of elementary a lot. school kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, into like. Into, yeah, middle elementary school. school into middle into middle school. Yeah. I actually, um, after hearing about this, I was so excited. I grabbed a red box. You know, I was started thinking about, you know, could read this with my girls. They're going to love it. Yeah. And then um, I thought, you know, my oldest Savannah, for, you know, those of you who don't know, or she's uh, about to go into kindergarten in the fall. I thought, you know, oh, she's at the age. Maybe she can start reading them or I can read them to her. And so I started yeah. reading Redwall just kind of just to see. <laughs> it's sure. still probably quite a quite too 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 old for her but um ah, gotcha. uh, definitely there's a more like violence that i remembered for like a kindergartner <laughs> um it'd be more like third fourth grade probably yeah um hmm. but they hold up they're good i mean they're definitely yeah. like you can tell kids books uh but i definitely enjoyable for an adult absolutely yeah so i'm gonna kind of slowly make my way through them, i think just for old time's sake nice nice even though, probably quick uh, reads then. 
yeah no. i mean i mean they're pretty big books but they go i mean they go yeah. fast. Of them, but... they go right. quickly yeah they're yeah. they're easily you know readable mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah even though uh my my own daughter is 10 weeks old uh <laughs> i have been reading at nap times harry potter to her awesome and yes. uh it's just like fun to go back and be like ah, oh, these are so good like mm-hmm. you know uh, it's obviously more for me than for her. She can just like listen yeah. to the sound of my voice. She has no idea what I'm saying, but but you'll get fun, to the point. Fun for me. She'll just know it by Maybe osmosis you'll... by the time she's in a you know. <laughs> yeah, middle, she'll grade just, schooler. Yeah. When she's Identify 11, she'll actually be house. Yeah. Right. She'll actually be waiting for her Hogwarts letter. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll have to explain. It'll be the worst conversation. Like, well, look at that! Look at that muggle over there, Mom. Jeez, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to buy my wand? <laughs> that's funny yeah so, well yeah, maybe you'll get to cool. the point though where you're reading them you're going to need to read them over and over again and be like they'll have their favorite parts and then you'll you'll wish you hadn't been rereading them now right mm-hmm. <laughs> oh maybe uh yeah um could be could be we'll see i don't <laughs> think i'm realistically gonna get through 22 books in the next couple of years but with my uh you know limited reading time Sure. So you're saying when we were leaving elementary school, this was kind of a hot thing or something? Yeah, like sixth into seventh, eighth, ninth grade kind of. Yeah. I mean, the first Redwall came out in 86. So that was like the year I was born. I discovered them when I was probably, yeah, fourth-ish grade. Mm -hmm. And then then I used to get them, like I have the whole, I have... Well, probably half the set in hardcover. I used to get them for birthday gifts from, from relatives and stuff. Um, okay, I'm so, gonna date myself yeah. here. Uh, were they on your accelerated reader list? Did you guys remember accelerated reader? I mean, I, I grew up in Superior. We didn't have accelerated reader thing. I mean, it's... Well, man, yeah, yeah, hick. So is it? The... <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, is it the thing where like we had different programs? Like I know we had a thing where you would get uh, points or something for reading books, yes. and you could spend those points in yes. like on stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you oh read like readathons like, and stuff. Well, you would read the book, and you would take like a short little quiz to prove that you read it, and then you uh-huh. would get like an, a certain amount of points, and then you could use those points, like John said, to like spend on things. So, like, there was incentive for, like, reading longer books. Like, um, I remember, like, Lord of the Rings, for instance, was worth, like, 40 points versus, like, you know, um, gosh, like, if you read, like, a comic book or something, it was worth, like, five points. You know what I mean? Sure. How many points for Goosebumps books do we think? Because I read the crap out of those all through Probably, like, 10-ish, I would say. Oh, Hmm. Those are I fine mean, works of literature, so I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't really track but with me. But they're obviously okay. like so much shorter. Like there's there's less that you would <laughs> sure. have to keep track of, like persons, you know. True. Like true, a Lord of the true. Rings novel, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, fair. Yeah. Okay, so it sounds it was scholastic. scholastic. Yeah. yeah. I. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sunday, when I think I scholastic, know. I think of like the book fairs. But again, yeah. mm-hmm. probably dating right. myself. And all of us, by extension. Sorry, guys. That's okay. You're dating yourself because you read books in school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had book fairs, and that was a thing. Back in my day, I had books, <laughs> and I read them. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a, I spent 
all my points exclusively on Batman Returns collector's cards. Like mm. they had all this in my mind junk that you could mm -hmm. buy. But then yeah. there was this box that was always there of Batman Returns movie cards and no one else bought them. So I have almost the entire collection of Batman Returns trading cards because of cool. that. Yeah, I, I should find like the ones I'm missing and just complete yeah. it because yeah. I have most mm -hmm. of them. That's so. cool. They're probably it's probably worth something to collectors. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I, I can see myself missing out on this because at around that age, I only read Star Wars books. When sure. I was younger, I only read dinosaur books. And then I got a little bit older and I only read Star Wars books. And basically, hmm. that's the way it was until Interesting. Uh, Harry Potter. So. Okay. And then you only read Harry Potter books. <laughs> No, no, no. John goes in no. very specific phases. Very specific. Very rigid phases. <laughs> Exclusive yeah. phases. I mean, I, I did. I mean, not counting comic books, you know, and um, and then my reading diversified, but slowed way down. Like definitely mm -hmm. during sure. the Star Wars middle mm -hmm. school phase, what I would read a lot. And yeah. now I, I definitely sure. don't read that much. So. Chronicles of Narnia. No, I think only read oh, part John. of one of those. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many amazing series you you missed out on because you were. I mean, as, whatever. You can't go back and change time, but you should check out some of those that you missed when, like, in your middle school, junior high ages. Like most, mm -hmm. a lot of kids that were big readers would have read, and are so so good. Maybe, Maybe. they're still they. You could still enjoy them today, like as an yeah. adult. Absolutely. Hmm. I feel very yeah. passionate well, about this. But... I don't know if you can see it back there. I have this is my to read lit like collection. <laughs> and that's quite a pile. What's on there? It is not only only not only vertical, but also has depth to the stack. <laughs> so sure. um give well, us a sampling of what's in there. Oh god. Um okay, I have <laughs> um I have so we the parasitic know. mind. Um okay. man i've created I'm, a monster I'm, I'm getting a couple here <laughs> john's weeding out the porn <laughs> <laughs> those, those porn novels that are so popular yep yep exactly There's, he's just tossed 50 shades on the ground <laughs> no i i i, I <laughs> because we don't talk because we don't talk politics on this podcast i sort through uh, sure. the uh some of them. So I have comics like Saga. I was going to ask oh, love Phil it. if you had uh, gotten mm -hmm. further in those or not. Um, the Parasitic Mind, How Infectious Ideas Are Killing Common Sense. Interesting. Um, extraordinarily, uh, extraordinary Popular Delusions and Madness of Crowds. Okay. Um, hmm. so, You're like heavily into psychology one, right now, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I got, yeah, I, um, history, history and psychology, yeah. philosophy, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. And, cool. uh, ordinary men, um, it's, uh, the, it's about, um, it's this police battalion in Poland, um, pre World War II, so. Interesting. It's not fun stuff most of the time. The last one no. I, I finished was, uh, pretty, 
pretty sad. So got to mix it think, up. Yeah. Do you think that's why you're not reading very much? You it could set be. yourself yeah. very That's some heavy content material. you're reading through there, John. <laughs> Man, pick up pick up some Dresden files. Pick up some, yes, you know, Chronicles of Narnia, or like, you know, yeah, some of that stuff. Well, the comics Steven... are the other stuff. That's oh, what sure. I, you know, that's what yeah, because yeah. Saga's real light reading too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's very strange though. Yeah, it's, it's very strange, and it's but it's intense. It's certainly uh, not like Alan... lighthearted. Alan has a good recommendation for you. King Killer Chronicles. The... Mm, nice unless you want to be like bitterly disappointed for years and years because the third book won't come out i know for goodness sake i actually saw like you recommended this one to me too phil i think i could have very good or andrea might have the wise man's fear and name of the wind yeah um i actually read something on twitter so you can take it to the bank um that (laughs) like his editor like completely outed him on Twitter in like some conversation about how she hadn't seen a page of his manuscript for stone of doors or the doors of stone or whatever. And she doubts that he's even like got any of it done and she doubts he's ever going to finish it. And people are like, Whoa, for one thing, like mm, not very professional as he'd be one of your clients, but also people, then people, then people were like, well, what the hell are we ever going to read this book? I mean, is that true? Is it ever going to come out? Right. People, I, I think, I, yeah, I can't believe that guy even goes on social media because I think everywhere he goes, anytime he posts something, he gets about a thousand comments saying like, hey, bro, when's that book coming out? Because yeah. seriously, it's been like 10 years. Well, the, I, I mean, Alan already brought this up, but obviously George R.R. R. Martin could never step well, on social media because for God's no. sake, people would just like be all over him. I don't think he's going to finish it at this point. I'm very scared. Like we've talked I, about this I mean, before. He's he's yeah. older. He's not healthy. Like no. I'm scared. It's gonna be like a no. Robert Jordan. Situation. He even had a specific afterward in either like a Feast for Crows or Storm of Swords or one of those Clash of Kings, I think. And he's was the, is he it commented that he's getting healthy to like no, make he, sure he finished the books. No, no. Well, maybe no. I don't think that he commented like I know this okay. took a long time between these books. I promise that next time there'll be shorter oh. <laughs> intervals between books. And then from then on, they only got longer and longer and longer. Mm. So it's like, he's aware of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He probably no, doesn't care. He's, he's super rich now. I don't know. I can't remember if this was in an interview, but he definitely was like, yeah, I'm like exercising and eating right. And you know, good. because I know everybody's so worried about me. And then like two interviews later, he was like 20 pounds heavier. And he was like, yeah. I tried, guys. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, great. Okay. No matter how healthy you get, you're still this old man. Right. And right, you're going to exactly. die eventually, buddy. Everyone happen. does. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, so don't take too long do on that think, book. You think he's just kind of tired of it now? I mean, he's lived it for so long that, like, he's just not <sighs> no. motivated really to be able to finish it anymore. No, I think I series think so. are hard to finish. Probably they, they're hard to wrap up. What you say? Those big, those big, huge, oh, like fantasy series. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, you know, like morphed beyond what he originally envisioned, and right. it feels probably, you know, much more laborious to bring it to a conclusion mm-hmm. because it's, it's mm-hmm. just so much larger than life. But right. I think he's also distracted because like HBO has been pulling right. him into writing like this new prequel series that they've got coming out. Yeah, I think he's contracted. I don't know if he's contracted to write or if he's producing 
the mm. other prequel that's coming out. Yeah. So I just, well, I, it, like, and... not only does he have to contend with like this massive, you know, story that he's created, mm-hmm. he keeps mm-hmm. getting distracted because of course this stuff is more immediate than his books. Right. So. Yeah. And I was uh, going to bring it up and Alan brought it up here too. Elden Ring mm. is a video game that he's working yeah. on. So yeah. mm. he's writing a story right. there or whatever his involvement is exactly. And mm-hmm. that, but that's, that to me is maybe like the video game thing was, I was thinking is, well, maybe he's really like got himself, his mind hooked on something else. You know, when maybe. you spend decades living whatever world, yeah. like I get it with my D and D campaign, like every once in a while, I feel like I need a break or whatever. Sure. And then yeah. it takes a minute to get back into it and like get that passion back for right. like figuring something out. Well, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody yeah. would begrudge him like needing a break or just saying like, guys, I need to step away, work on something new, whatever. It's just like, stop working well, some on people would four new him. things. Well, mm-hmm. I say stop working on four new things. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to begrudge yeah. you like one because I get yeah. it as a creator. You know, you do need like a little bit of a pause or a reset or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's stepping away for a little bit and then there's just like getting completely pulled out of it. So, yep. yeah. yeah, he needs to drop mm-hmm. at least one or two of these projects and get back yeah. to it. You know, well, Oh, I was going to just say, I imagine, you know, people come to you, these HBO executives, these gaming executives, and they're like, here's X number, you know, amount of money to like be right. involved in this project. And he's like, oh, no, guys, really, I can't. I got it for my fans. I got to finish the books. And they're like, OK, you're driving hard bargain, sir. Let's uh, right. you just keep throwing money. And yeah, it's like sure. that episode of Friends where they're offering Chandler that, you know, promotion to not quit. And he's just like, yes. no, you, stop throwing numbers at me. Stop saying numbers. Stop saying numbers. I'll see you Monday. Like, you know, <laughs> eventually get to the point where they're just like, right. yeah, you know, the money's too good. I'm sure right. that he just can't pass those projects up. They just throw money at him. So what are you going right. to do? Well, well, and obviously he's proven his worth in the sense of like, look at how terrible Game of Thrones was without him. Mm. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Look! Look how nobody can do what he can do apparently because the right. last two seasons. See, and that's a sign. Sucked. That's a sign of like how little he, how much, how far he has to go. You know, look at all this stuff and how long it took him to do Game of Thrones, the shows. They had plenty of time and stuff, and so for him to not have a better like answer, like in summation of how things go for them to work off of. Mm-hmm. really suggests he has very little idea on how this well, is going to wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I do wonder how much of it he had thought of and how much they took or, like, altered, and then mm-hmm. how much now he might be thinking, like, wow, look how terribly this played with the audience. I have to change mm-hmm. this now. <laughs> like, Maybe. Although... Like, you know, yeah. if he thought maybe Bran was going to be king at the end or something, and now he's Whoa, like, oh, ew, ew, I haven't Spoiler. watched the last couple seasons. Oh, shit. Sorry, Phil. Um, I'm holding out for the books to come out first. I will not, I will not watch beyond the source material. So the, la- so the last thing you've known is Jon Snow getting stabbed. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. 
What? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we gotta have that spoiler right, sign move, up I'll here. Move, yeah. like, careful, Andrea. We're, yes. That, no all, kidding. Our, our rate, our viewership just dropped. <laughs> that's right i'm ruining everything but um, i i yeah and I, I do wonder if that's what's going on with um uh the uh, king killer chronicles 2 where it's like sure. um as far as like him just not feeling confident that he knows how to end it having like right i feel like it's like a writer's block situation he's not sure what he's where he's going with it i gotta be otherwise why wouldn't you just finish your book sure i would bring in a third party you know, you get to that point where it's like you bring in someone else that is that you maybe enjoy their work, especially when you're a name like this and you get advice, you get rough drafts, yeah. you see where, you know, right. sometimes yeah. you don't necessarily see your characters for what they are in a way. And like in someone else mm -hmm. might see something logical that it would be their next move or the next play mm -hmm. that you didn't. And yeah. uh that's that's what I would do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, but yeah, yeah, that's a smart idea. Whatever, whatever mm -hmm. it takes, Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah. If you're listening, like a writing, like a yeah, Pat, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Patrick Rothfuss is one of your guys' devoted fans. Um, obviously. <laughs> obviously, he's very active online. Uh, so like a, like a writing like a writing consultant. I mean, there's consultants for everything. I suppose yeah. that makes sense yeah. too for authors. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't do too much this week other than drive a lot of driving. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. I feel like there's something that happened last week that I didn't, um, just can't remember right now, but it's been work and stuff. I started Mythic Quest season two, nice. um, which was, is very good so far. Um, we're just two episodes in, so happy with that. And, um, Pretty soon you'll end up catching up to me in Resident Evil Village, Andrea, because <laughs> I haven't gotten back into it here in, in in a for a minute. So should I should I slow down and uh, no. start playing playing Borderlands style where I'm just knifing no. everything? <laughs> no, keep going because I you know I'm gonna have to push to get done uh, for next week's episode. So I'm sure. Oh my God, Phil's Phil's oh camera God. just fell. All <laughs> you know what? Careful. I'm gonna blame it on the dog. Oh, it wasn't the dog. It was me. Tofu <laughs> run. Alan says that is that a mod for Resident Evil Village? Tofu yeah. run. Tell me, tell me about this. I um, I'm unaware, and yeah. we're both playing on consoles, so the mod uh thing is probably um off limits. But. I will bring up the other uh, exciting news that's not good news, but it is exciting. Oh, wait. Okay. Alan posted about this tofu thing. Um, yeah. I don't know what's, what I'm seeing. I don't. Um, yep. I don't know what, what's happening there. Paint us a word picture. It John. might not be in village. Okay. Um, well, if anyone out there is interested in the tofu mod, go ahead and search that up and tell us what it is. Yeah. All right. Cause I'm at loss. Um, when I was gone, cause I was looking for, we were going to check out a combine three States away. And, um, the night I was gone, um, we had a bad storm 
It was like isolated because it wasn't in the area like too widespread. But and we don't know if it was a tornado or not, but I was gone and Ashley had to run to the basement. And when huh. she got up in the morning, um, one of our our big machine shed was demolished completely. Oh, my God. Like ripped asunder. Uh, Whoa. There's like, like tin style? wrapped around trees and like stuff blown across the road into the ditch. Wow. And just like. Total so like it ripped a bunch of siding off or the whole building actually was like literally demolished. It, the Like three quarters of the building just collapsed. This was like a, a and, outbuilding and on your away. farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Like so, stick built or like what? Or like, like a foundation. Well, it's, you know, um, wooden um, posts and steel, you know, header beams and then sure. you know, rafters and. Wow, and it's like it's a full all sided building. Tin and yep. Well, it's gonna it must have been a, must have been a brief pictures. tornado touchdown. Then it had to have been right. What else could do that? I know, right? It, either that or it just didn't quite touch. But it was, yeah. It 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 left the house alone, but just wow. totally annihilated that. It pulled a uh, our apple tree up by the roots. It's just wow. yeah, had to have been. Right? Had to have been crazy. So. Yeah. Um, that was just a couple nights ago? Yep. Wow. And it was really unexpected because there really wasn't anything. And Ashley checked the radar. It's like one red dot that just happened to be on us, it, I guess. You guys think it might have been aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a common thing if we like are, you know, uncertain. It's like it's ghosts or aliens. So Right. I mean, or it could be. It could be vampires. This is going to throw back way to season one of True Blood. Maybe, but, uh, yeah. When, when uh, Bill tries to destroy that trailer park and he tries to, like, mimic a tornado. Don't no. have any memory of that scene, that. but okay. it's been a long time since I've seen season I one mean, of uh, True Blood. Definitely a Quicksilver or Flash yeah. thing, yeah. And. So, yeah, it was oh, nuts. I felt bad because I was gone, you know, whatever. And then um, they were here cleaning up or whatever and stuff. And I was sure. gone. So, well, I mean, you're working, but don't feel so, bad. John. Yeah, that's what been that's what we've been doing today. Clean up on yeah. that. So, man. Yep. I mean, when you think yeah. about it, there's like a billion, billion stars in our, just in our galaxy. So, I mean, like the chances that aliens are out there are pretty high. I know this isn't like you a. Want to talk about aliens? I know this isn't a science or a conspiracy theory podcast, but I'm just gonna put a plug out there for that. Like, obviously, there must be intelligent life somewhere else in the. Bill's gonna take a hard well, turn on this podcast. It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, you're coming up with a new podcast right now. I mean, I totally, I totally believe that there is other intelligent life out there, just because by the odds. Right, right, right. By the gotta, sheer gotta number be. of even gotta visible be. stars, yeah, like mm-hmm. just the chances, you know, yeah. um, it's got to be there. the The yep. question to me, it, that's not a question to me. It's well, are are they here? Have they ever been here? Is any of them? Mm-hmm. That's that's always the that's the thing that's in in question. And obviously, there's sure. tons of there's a new surge of. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it. Sightings, I guess, recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Renewed credibility. Interest. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. 
you 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 brought up Phil. What what your what your what your stance is here? Oh, I I agree with you. Um, that I think the odds are it it's got to be. You know, there's just so much space out there and so many stars and 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 potentially habitable planets. I forget. I can't name them off the top of my head right now, but I've seen like estimates where they estimate. You know, they talk about the number of stars in the in our just in our galaxy, and based on that and what they know from the research, they can estimate how many of those stars are likely to have like planets in the Goldilocks zone, and it's like an unfathomable amount of like potential life sustaining planets out there just in our just in our galaxy Mm -hmm. and you know when you think about all the number of galaxies are out there it's just it's like your mind can't even process it so it's like the odds i think are are there um that there's there's got to be intelligent life out there and i i'm pretty i feel like it's been here zone the just right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's, (laughs) that's pretty sweet that's a great name you know, Can I, the thing is with no. well, the thing is with the Goldilocks zone that I always find incorrect is that it's the Goldilocks zone for us, for True. life as we exist. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily for life in general, as life that we have found thus far. And right, and but we you have still need like an you still need an atmosphere right. to like. Right. Well, right, and, but it's always and, that. To be fair, like if we haven't encountered another species, we wouldn't know what their you know qualifications for sustainable life are. So we have true, to be but do you know? Like, I mean, that's just my theory about it. Like, we yeah, exactly I guess. Like, you're. Like, I, I, I guess theoretically, yeah, yeah, we only can comprehend life in a certain way, I suppose, and we can't comprehend something we can't comprehend that we've never experienced. Right. So. Yeah, I'm just thinking so, like if it's true. The, well, if we're going off of the idea that well, only these types of planets can right. be habitable. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily only these types of planets could potentially support a life uh, like yes. ours. Yeah, right. I just think that I don't think anything could live in a vacuum. Like it still has to. I don't know. I, Maybe I could be I wrong. Mean, I, I think there are like certain criteria that we could just like make assumptions about. But yes, like obviously, mm-hmm. again, you know. If there were other species mm-hmm. out there that can live in a, in a different way than we do, like there potentially would be, you know, how many more planets that could sustain life just not. True. Well, life. that would just make the number go up because. Right. Exactly. The number of planets that are in the Goldilocks zone is ginormous. Already high. Yeah. So already high. Right. Um, it, uh, there's a uh, there's a great uh, episode of Explained on Netflix. Fox is Explained. And then when they talk about extra oh, yeah. extraterrestrial life and like. Yep all this kind of science and all the known uh, uh, sort of information about that. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, since we're talking about this, can I tell you guys my super interesting science space science fact that I learned in the last like week or two? Go for okay. it. So I'm, I'm going to, I know uh, I'm going to, I know you want to get to Castlevania, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to cite him because uh, you know, this is like a public podcast. So this guy named Tim urban, he does this blog, wait, but why is familiar with wait, but why? No. He's like this like psychology, sociology, philosophy sort of like blogger. Really good stuff. He's one of my favorite guys to follow on Twitter. He does he has his own blog and website, but Sure. He tweeted this uh a couple weeks ago that um the last stars in our universe will die out in 120 trillion years from now at most. Followed by 10 to the 106th power years of just black holes. 
condensed, that's like the universe starting with one second of stars and then a billion, 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 billion years of just black holes. Wait, it was like. Wow. So crazy. So insane. Is this uh, is this the guy? Uh, this site looks familiar now. Is this you sent? You must have sent me. I may uh, have recall from this. I may yes. have. He does stuff on. I know we don't talk about politics on the podcast, but he does do some stuff on politics and just kind of like the science sure. behind how, how people clump together in different like political groups and stuff. So that's pretty sure. interesting, kind of sociological research. But yep, I think yeah. that's what you sent me. That's, yeah. That's cool. So. But yeah, he's yeah, a cool guy to follow. I, um, he's really interesting stuff. Does a lot I of research. Am, uh, I'm totally into the anytime life and our life and our planet and everything can be put into perspective. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times people like miss it and doing mm -hmm. those kinds of those kinds of scales, those kind of bigger bigger picture grander scheme mm -hmm. kind of uh viewpoints mm -hmm. uh i like a lot mm -hmm. cool it's kind of like the, just... the image of the our world so far as represented by a calendar you know mm -hmm. and humanity has existed for like a couple hours on the last day of the month and yeah right know, exactly yeah kind of thing exactly yeah I, yeah so. uh i'll send you a uh 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 the link for an app that this guy, Tim Urban, developed with like a team of like phone app developers um, to show the difference in size. And it's like this interactive map where you can like zoom really down into like subatomic particle levels and then zoom mm. all the way out into like universal levels. And then every little thing that they have, you can click on and read a little snippet about it. It's it's a pretty cool. sweet app. It's like a dollar. But um, maybe uh, you guys can add it to like the show notes after for all the, the viewers to look at. and check out because it's a pretty sweet and it gets to exactly what you're talking about like looking at the difference in like size that one's specifically about the difference in like size of things sure but it's it's cool. super interesting yeah well i don't know if i have a, a good transition other than maybe you know to make uh some of the uh the deep topics go down easier you need a little, <laughs> little liquid little uh alcohol to go along with it mm. you can mm -hmm. you know invigorate the mind at times i guess um so what uh what are our drink holidays andrea All and right. are you abiding by them i am indeed um i am abiding by yesterday has two technical holidays pretty much related to one another um yesterday it was international wine day so i've got my my glass here full of wine um it was also chardonnay day yesterday so i'm not abiding by that one because i'm actually not much of a white wine drinker in general but i also have red wine because of the topic that we'll get into later castlevania so i am celebrating um and then upcoming this weekend memorial day weekend uh the 30th is mint julep day which right. i have had before uh, I had a uh, a job where, for some reason, um, our bosses decided that we were going to celebrate Kentucky Derby Day and got mm. us all, like, mid-afternoon, like, ordered us all food, ordered us, like, 
the ingredients for mint juleps. And we just spent like two hours mid-afternoon eating and drinking and then had to like finish out our last couple hours of our shift like completely wasted off of mint juleps. Was this the job you had when... Which, what? Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, was this the job you had before grad school? No, no. This was like... early on, like right out of uh, college. Um, and I was temping. I was actually, I was replacing somebody who was on maternity leave. Mm. And uh, mm. I was working in customer familiar. service. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Actually, that's what yeah. I think. That's what I was referring oh, okay. to. Actually, that's yeah. Okay. All right. Um, with uh, yeah, so with was... the difficult circumstances all, all yes. the way around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. So, was it that boss too, who decided to do Kentucky Derby Day? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which, that, I mean, that at, tracks. At, it, it makes so much sense now, knowing what I know. Sure. But like at the time, sure. I was like, oh. All of okay. yours are like, yeah, sure. yeah, all inside conversations, guys. Thanks a lot. Yes, we don't understand what you're talking you. about. Yeah. So you're, I put my, a thousand apologies, viewers. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it was, it was pretty funny. And I was like working in customer service at the time. So it's like, do you really want to like call drunk customer service representatives or like, maybe you do, I don't know. Maybe. maybe I, yeah. yeah. I might maybe. actually, maybe, well, <laughs> maybe how really drunk, or, you know, if they're like, you know, just kind of, you know, buzzing and like super chatty and nice, then that's great. But if they're like falling like down yeah. drunk when you're trying to talk to them about your yeah. customer right. service issues, were, then yeah, that might be. There were, there were different levels. I was definitely like of the buzzy, like sure. I was having a good time variety, but sure. I could definitely tell yeah. some of my coworkers were a little further gone than I was. So. <laughs> well, if you get your, <laughs> your issue resolved in a timely fashion still, but it's just in a more entertaining way, potentially sure. with a more fun, lively person. Sure. Then for sure. If you're well, not getting the solutions yet. Right. You know, Cause they're like, holding right back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on the flip side, like what for the employer, what if your employees are so like buzzed and happy that they're just like, sure, refunds all around. We'll send you oh, like sure. five new products. <laughs> yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's just like a fun little anecdote from my, my early working days. Um, involving nice. mint juleps it's always what i think of whenever i hear about mint juleps so mm-hmm. are you, uh, you are I, yeah are either of you partaking and uh all right either of you observing any holidays um i am i do have a drink here i'm not observing the holidays um because us, mint juleps are kind of like a pain to make and you know i don't have yes, any wine. they are uh, i just fit. i have some uh i have some like some scotch nothing Super fancy. Um, I, you know, strong, drink. but it's not like, but it's not cheap, not cheap scotch. You know, it's just like <laughs> decent scotch. Nice. Neat. <laughs> it's that, you know, that should be a brand. I do, uh, you know, decent, decent scotch. scotch. Just literally. <laughs> that should be a brand. Scotch. I think that sounds good. Just decent. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'd be, uh, or descent scotch. Ooh. I would do that in the campaign, and it's uh, comes from like deep within the earth. Somehow, right. yeah. deep. Uh, wait, descent. Like the yeah. movie Descent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, just like you have to go way down to get yeah. necessary, you know, mm-hmm. um, spices that are mm-hmm. sure very earthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. What uh, have you well, got I'm being, for us, John? Yeah, I'm being lame. I have a. I have a soda 
have a shot. <laughs> like a, yeah. I was told uh, it's, it's where's, where's, where's on the rocks. Trainer? Like, where's fitness trainer? I know, to scold you for I know, your soda. <laughs> I know. Mike, Mike, we need you. I um, sorry, needed um, fitness trainer. Uh, fitness trainer is the, <laughs> the name of, of one of our viewers who frequently uh, pops in the chat and he has scolded ah. John before for drinking soda. Oh, so. funny. I mean, it isn't like super good for you, but yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is on the rocks. So, you know, well, we have that. Okay. And it is right. pop on the rocks. Um, you're, sk yes. you're skating. You're skating That's... on technicalities right now, John. Right. <laughs> we we definitely um, we definitely go all over the place. I think we do pretty yeah. good to to celebrate the days often yes. enough. But um, yeah, I was going to yeah, say I really right? can't talk because obviously there was a stretch there when I was pregnant that uh, <laughs> I was not in the uh, the partaking or imbibing, obviously. Mm -hmm. For you know, yep. very logical reasons. Yeah. Still, are you pregnant, John? Um, <laughs> I, no I refrain from answering. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> uh, we might as well get into a little bit of news. It's not much; just a couple sure. uh, headlines that I added quickly because um, I'm excited for them. Yeah. Uh, the first one, however, is a correction because we talked a little bit about Dave Filoni uh, and his position at Lucasfilm and things mm -hmm. changing a little there. This is actually wrong. Uh, oh. This is fake news going around, basically. it's It became to light because Lucasfilm changed the updated his job title on the website. But he had oh, okay. already been ha he already had been in this position for okay. like a year. So it's so just... it's not actually news. It's just okay. Lucasfilm being slow on the uh, the website updating. Okay. And uh, and then a bunch of people jumping on that. So sure. So our so, like good my news. hesitancy. Just... Yeah. Yeah, well, my hes hesitancy and like, is this going to make a difference kind of thing is probably still founded because we've been operating for a year with uh, with this. So, sure. So, yeah. No one came at me though, so I guess <laughs> I got the correction in just in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, if uh, if this is truly the case, it's obviously like everybody else was, you know, thinking the same thing. Yep. Uh, the other two things, there's a lot of all of the sudden, because we talked about last mm -hmm. week how uh, Summer Games Fest is uh, forthcoming here. But Do we also, yeah, we have out of nowhere kind of these mm -hmm. other yeah. gaming events. Uh, there's actually tonight, uh, it's odd because of time zones, there's a Dragon Quest of uh, live stream. I believe okay. it's the first time that it's being um, shown worldwide um normally it's just like it's a it's a japanese thing and mm -hmm. i think with the last dragon quest they have kind of like found a bigger audience so they're mm -hmm. um yeah it's going to be shown in multiple languages so we'll see what happens with that tonight um and then tomorrow is a big one there's i believe a dying light two event um and then there's a Sonic 30th anniversary live nice. stream. So uh, for 
listeners later, or whatever like, this is, of the Hedgehog. Thursday the 27th. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, 30 years. They released a little teaser or a little trailer kind of celebrating, and um, now there's going to be a live stream, and uh, yeah. it's tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time. So, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine what there's gonna, what's going to be there. So Okay. Um, Fun. Yeah. And then the one I'm really excited for, uh, yeah. Horizon Forbidden West, they're doing a showcase for that tomorrow at 4 p.m. and Central Time. And they're going to show, I think, 15 minutes of gameplay and probably a new story trailer and who knows. But this is like basically my most anticipated game. So I'm looking forward to oh, cool. seeing what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One. that's you know, about it. Uh, you know, it's getting into summertime when all like the the gaming showcases are coming back. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So we had such like a hot summer. I felt like last year, and uh, it was just like one gaming showcase after another, and then you know, mm -hmm. like you get into like fall, winter, and they're just like it's nothing. It's like almost barren. And back It'll in the be, summer. Um, I look forward to seeing what this year is like because mm -hmm. doing the digital e3 um mm -hmm. so that we get a big event at once but then sony is not participating so now we're getting like their state of play here so stuff in summer of games will it be as broken up as it was last year or right will it be consolidated a little more right. i don't know think. well and they're starting to you know obviously be able to hold in-person events and you know work in person again so you know will will we see as much online as we did or is this going to be we're going to see even more because games are able to finally be produced a little bit faster again yeah i don't know time will we'll tell see. it should be we'll a good see. year well in other i guess uh video game related things though yeah. it's not the game uh, it's probably time to talk about Castlevania from mm -hmm. Netflix season four. So Phil was here last time to talk about mm -hmm. Castlevania as well. Mm -hmm. um, but now we're on the fourth and final season. Uh, I don't I'm not sure where to begin. Um, <laughs> Andrea, initial thoughts. Yes. Spoilers, um, by the way, spoilers for Castlevania. Yes. Seasons Absolutely. one through four on Netflix. Yes. So my overall thoughts, um, I was very happy with the way that Castlevania wrapped up. I thought it was very satisfying. Um, obviously, you know, when you watch a lot of anime as we do, I, even though I know this is an anime, it's like an animated series. Um, it's kind of like American anime. I've heard it referred to yeah. as. Yeah. I mean, for, for people who, like, maybe aren't into anime, it would be, like, their sort of, like, you know, segue into. Um, it literally was my segue into, like, more yeah. traditional anime. So. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so there you go. But, um, but you, there's often, like, really unsatisfying endings. Like, you know, like, you mm -hmm. get a season of a show, and it just ends very abruptly. Yeah, with, Cowboy like, Bebop. A, a million, <clears throat> yeah. Classic. Um, Which I just recently like, watched. 
Yeah, so it ends with like a million questions or like storylines mm-hmm. unwrapped up and you're just mm-hmm. you're so unsatisfied as a viewer. Mm-hmm. And I really was so happy that Castlevania wrapped up in a very satisfying way, wrapped up like the main storylines of its characters, kind of left like a little door, you know, at the end with like the additional scene of um, Dracula and his wife, Vlad mm-hmm. and Lisa Tepesh. You know, the, mm-hmm. the sort of like, oh, what could they do? They're going to go travel the world. They're going to, you know, reunite mm-hmm. with their son. But mm-hmm. it wasn't an opening that left me with, like, lots of questions. It was just sort of like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to, you know, see how that goes, but I'm cool, like, ending here. So I thought I thought this season was much like the others. It kind of started out a little bit slow and then built to the momentum where, like, the last couple of episodes were just Absolutely, you know, insane, fast-paced, like, epic battle sequences. Um, You know, like, you're just kind of on the edge of your seat. And then I like that they took a final episode to, like, step back from all of that and wrap everything up. So, excellent job. How about you, Phil? Oh, yeah. I I, I agree with everything Andrew said. I really was happy with how how it all wrapped up. I didn't feel like it needed to be wrapped up the season. I would have been, I think they could have continued doing it if they'd really wanted to. I think there was plenty they could have continued doing with it. I'm not saying you you said they couldn't, but um, I mean, yeah, no, if they, if they wanted to, I would have been happy to watch, you know, four more seasons of Castlevania, but, but if this had to be the end of it, thank goodness they wrapped it up in a satisfying way. I I agree. I, I did get the impression with some of the storylines they wrapped up. Like, well, I think they gave everyone a fine wrap up. I think I got the impression where maybe they were expecting it was going to go a couple more seasons and then sure. a couple more seasons then got the message like, oh, this is actually going to be the last one. So they had to like reconfigure some things to like really wrap it up. I don't um, know. Yeah. Like Hector so? and Isaac, maybe. Hector and Isaac yeah. were the only ones I think that, that I thought the... like, oh, and like the three, and like the the three vampire or the four like um. Well, three chicks. now. Or no, right. two now, really. Two actually. now, right? Yes, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it really, I guess you just there's that one scene where they're like, "Well, we're just gonna go off and live," and then you never hear from them yeah. again. So yeah, I was very disappointed I in that. I I was yeah. not disappointed um, in Carmilla's death. No, that was really cool. Was epic and amazing, yes. and I loved yeah, it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. The whole like. The whole way through the battle, like the mm-hmm. river of blood, yeah, that you know, like I just everything about that was amazing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, really loved like Isaac climbing up that like staircase as the like the blood was dripping down from mm-hmm. like literally mm-hmm. all the night creatures she just you know effing destroyed mm-hmm. yeah. because it's such a badass, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so that was great, but yeah, I agree with you that the the you know two of the other four. Marana and Striga just like leaving and mm-hmm. being like, "Bye, right? Yes, we lost. Yeah. That was that was underwhelming." I and then I you, actually like yeah. that. I I like that really. It okay. was um, I thought that it was it the easier route out for them would have been, "Oh, we're mad. They're attacking our sister. We're gonna storm in there, and then ultimately, also the heroes will kill them," because mm-hmm. it. Instead, they like recognized that but what was important know? to them. Like, like I could see maybe Striga marching in there and just being like, you know, 
like I'm here to lay waste. I'm a warrior. That's what I do. But Marana's mm-hmm. a thinker. Like she's a strategizer. Like maybe she would have been like, okay, well, you know, like this is what happened. Maybe we throw our fortunes in with Isaac. Maybe, you know, we rescue Lenore because they just assumed mm-hmm. that Lenore died. She didn't. Sure. You know. Right. Wow. Well, like, not that. You know, anyway. I mean, not that. That is anyway. what they, right. that is what they end up, you know, doing is, is even though they made some, uh, miscalculations in in what had actually occurred mm-hmm. they made that calculation that you know it's lo- the castle's lost like we want to go mm-hmm. back in with these these few men mm-hmm. here and yep. if this if carmela's dead then what force managed to take her out we don't mm-hmm. know what we're going against there and they had mm-hmm. been become disheartened with the the mission mm-hmm. you know and no right. longer believed yeah. in the mission and yep. uh yeah. right but, yeah I just, so no, why I does a vampire like, always have to like think that i need to go in and i need to take over i need to like you know rule everything and they mm-hmm. realize that like it's the themselves together that makes them happy yeah and yeah. that's what they need you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, they could have true. discovered you know lenore was alive you know like mm-hmm. they just True. they made an assumption about that and you know what what might have changed their plans like knowing that she was still alive like just assuming that you know oh if you know Carmilla died then oh my god of course Lenore did too I would think they probably thought that but yeah yeah I mean it's it's logical but yeah it's mm-hmm. obviously we as the viewer are free to to well, information that they don't have mhm so what would they what how do you think that would have played out if they would have um gone to you know sent ahead some minions basically to yeah scope i mean out the i think area. they would have done i would think they would have done some recon like striga's no fool clearly and after it, that you know second mm-hmm. episode where she just like puts on her day armor and just mm-hmm. decimates that human village which was uh, amazing it was I, awesome I it was super that, gross like, but it was a sweet scene. yeah but it was so cool <laughs> like her her raven armor day yeah. suit like oh it was so cool wow yeah like i i just loved it um also yeah, i have another oh i have another vampire done that like, <laughs> they're all like super wealthy like they have all the money they need like she yeah they be walking around like, those all the time she's like hoarding the secret of you know right. how she can walk around in the day which i mean yeah. nice job like you yeah know, i would probably well, the army is on the are, they're puppets just like um just like Isaac, you know, burnt through how many dozens and dozens of night beasts, night mm-hmm. creatures mm-hmm. in right. an attempt to uh, take, take the castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it's the same thing. You throw your soldiers, their numbers mm-hmm. throw out a problem. And so yeah. they don't, I, yeah, they don't get the lavish, you know, armor. I did, I did find it interesting that like maybe Marana didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, not that she needs to like battle anybody, but like, sure, you know, that would be the thing safety. there. Sure, just, you know, like thinking about how much like Striga obviously loved her, it would be like, sure. oh, like you can't always hide in a coffin, like that was very right. convenient, but right, right, you know. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was, but- I was just a little surprised that maybe they just kind of like, you know, that was like their wrap up for the storyline, and then we mm-hmm. never saw them yeah. again. Right. Was yeah. anyone because else the sisters hoping? Were so, such a force. They were such a force in season three, and they mm-hmm. they seemed so unstoppable. And then it just seemed mm-hmm. kind of fizzled out in season four. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I that mean, was the, really my only the death big of Carmilla criticism. was epic, but yeah, the, the right. rest of them fizzled. Yeah. But how do you see that ending then? So what do you what would they what would they have accomplished? Because that's the like the nature of our story where mm -hmm. okay, the our heroes are gonna be victorious. So mm -hmm. Do they get sure. in and then end up running away? Does one of them die? And then the other one mm -hmm. goes into a rage and die and like sure. maybe right. kill someone, but gets killed in because of their bloodlust or well, like. See, uh, I, I didn't see this as like a major storyline. I saw it more as like, you know, obviously a side storyline, mm -hmm. but it could have wrap, been wrapped up a little bit more satisfying, you know, pitting them against Isaac maybe and Hector because. Mm -hmm the the whole like idea that Isaac took over the castle and then he was like I'm going to start this whole new thing and we never see him again and then mm -hmm. you know kind of like his storyline gets wrapped up off camera where Hector's like oh and Isaac's off doing this thing while he's talking mm -hmm. to Lenore you know what i mean like it was a, right. that part was a little unsatisfying for me like Isaac was such like a big part of everything yeah. he had this whole new vision and then mm -hmm. suddenly he was just like lord of the manor off camera. Mm -hmm. Right. And I and I just thought maybe that could have been like some interesting like Isaac versus the sisters, you know, or Isaac and Hector versus the sisters. Mhm. Mm Especially to get kind of some um maybe like, you know, momentum shifting or, you know, power switching from last season mm -hmm. where like the sisters absolutely dominated Hector. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like they mm -hmm. they tricked him and and brought him into the fold and forced him to be their forge master. Sure. And it could have been interesting to pit, you know, Hector and Isaac against them as like a side mm -hmm. plot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, I mean, that would have been cool. Uh, I think overall, yeah, though, I mean, like, um, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was an awesome season. I've interestingly seen some takes where people are saying, like, oh, well, season three and four are okay, but like, they're no season two. And I was like, whoa. Really? Like, I, I like the whole series, but I'm like, I love season three and I love season four even more. Like, so I don't, I don't get that take like that. People are thinking like the earlier seasons are better. I think the earlier seasons are really good. Yeah. Um, well, season but, one is just like a short film. And right. So I think that's even, really yes. good because it's so concise. Sure. And it's just like, it's impactful. It's to the point. Uh, Dracula is done very well. Mm -hmm. um, there's like some real set pieces that are impressive. Mm -hmm. Um Season two is so much set up. You know, we're mm -hmm. introduced to the idea of the um, the Forge Masters. You know, the mm -hmm. idea we're introduced to Isaac and Hector. We're introduced to the mm -hmm. the court of Dracula mm -hmm. and the right, whole like right. system and all the different vampires and like. Yep. So there's a lot of exposition and world building mm -hmm. that need takes needs to happen and takes place yeah. in mm -hmm. season two. Yep. To the series' benefit, but to season two's detriment. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, right. like, you know, it was it was necessary, but it it made the whole thing season two slow. You know. Yeah. yeah. So maybe people think back on it fondly, but then if you ever actually go back and watch it, you're like, oh, this is actually not. There's so much setup in this series or in this season that I didn't mm -hmm. realize. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I think unless I'm forgetting something, I had two, well, I'll say three issues with this season. And that's okay. for me that I really, really liked it. Um, I, one, found a few, like, bits of monologuing to be repetitive. Mm. 
Okay. Um, Varney is uh, our our vampire from London. Everybody's heard mm-hmm. of, of course. He sure, um, of course. he rambles on in his fight against the other vampires working with. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, there's Racco? moments where I'm like, you just said that, but yeah. in a different way. Like I just mm, like sure. some of those speeches need to be tidied up. And I found this with mm. Isaac talking to Carmela as well. Mm-hmm. It's a little like explainy that i didn't need um mm-hmm. so i just sure. thought some some speeches needed to be tightened up in a couple places sure. mm-hmm. um two what the f- i what's that i was gonna say with the fly too this fly night creature when he was like explaining to uh isaac like this yeah. is why we should why are you having us do this like we i, I like that scene but i yeah. could see where people might be like oh yeah this conversation could have been done like five minutes ago yeah just, just tightened up a bit yeah yeah yep i hear I, I i hear that um and two would be that um i didn't i wasn't happy with um lenora's ending i mm. didn't understand that from her and I also was hoping that her and Hector were going to make a weird thing work. Yeah, I, 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 I thought so, too. I hope so, too. Yeah, because it was it's it was a, like a bad, obviously not healthy relationship. But, you know, what? they learn something from each other uh, over the course of the couple yeah. seasons. And yeah, I think got each got better and each grew to care about one another. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Lenore, mm-hmm. he, Hector became the only, um, like, escape she could have. No one else, you know, she didn't yeah. feel like she could even at that point confide in anyone else. And, like, she didn't have a role anymore and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I thought they ended up kind of needing each other. And so for mm-hmm. her to just off herself, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. Right. Yeah. Like, she could have at least had a life with Hector and then killed herself when he died, like of old age or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. Yeah. I thought they could have made a go with it, especially when Hector, you know, cut off his hand, his finger with the ring on it, because mm. of course, like they were never gonna really make a go of it with the ring on, right. because ultimately, sure. like she was always gonna have some form of control. So that's not really mm-hmm. like anything that would work out. Mm-hmm. But I agree, they could have made, like you said, a weird thing work. Um, And I also didn't really, I was dissatisfied with her ending because she just spent this whole like monologue explaining why, you know, Carmilla's initial plan, not the, not the one where she like expanded to like, we're going to take over the world, like pinky and the Mm. brain style. Right. But their initial plan where she was like, okay, we're going to take over this stretch of land and the humans are going to be in pens and they're going to be sure. in these, like feeding livestock areas. And she was perfectly fine with that. And she kept defending it. And she was like, you know, you know, a vampire's virtue is that we bring order. And I see mm. this as bringing order and stability. And then she mm. like turned around and was like, but I can't live in a cage. I'm like, you realize <laughs> that yeah. Carmilla's entire plan was people living in giant cages and you're sure. perfectly fine with that. Right. They yeah. don't see them, uh, you know? Hey, yeah. I, know. I, just, I, I just thought it was like a little ironic to like, be sure. like, this is order and this is noble and this is a virtue and not see like any connection with her living in a cage. 
and being right. like, I can't live in a cage. I have to off myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. I'm like, I feel like you're smart enough. As as she says, she's like the diplomat of the group. And sure. you know, she's used yeah. to like talking all of these solutions out. Like you well, really she, can't see the parallels. And she here. has relationships with humans. Like she has. Right. Right. Like she's talked to them. She knows it's not the she's same as like me. Yeah. It's not the same as like me and like a pet pig where I'm like, oh, like, you know, like I, I can't talk with a pet pig. You know, yes, they're a food source. Right, there's and not the cute. intelligent level. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Len- Lenore can talk to Hector and like realize exactly. he's like intelligent. She might not think he's yeah. like. On her level, le- sure. On her level or less like, than, can, you know, yeah, a less than her, but right. Yeah. It's just weird. So, yeah. So yeah. I just, I thought that that part, I agree, John, was. A little unsatisfying, mm-hmm. both in the sense of like I wish she had lived and she and Hector could have been a thing, but also like mm-hmm. I wish they could have like acknowledged the irony of her being like I can't do this mm-hmm. versus like that was her entire plan for a large mm-hmm. swath of the population. Yeah. Yep. Uh, ha- um, had you guys heard? Sorry, I want to say. Had you guys heard that they're going to be doing more, like another more seasons of the show in the Castlevania universe, but not just with this character, no. with these characters in the story? No, line. I hadn't heard that. What are the? Yeah. Do you know what they're planning to do? I don't think there's any information on that, as far as I could find. Okay. But that they are planning to do more, like Netflix and the pr- production team is planning to do more in this Castlevania universe. Excellent. Okay. So that me well, like. That heartens me, you know, that we'll have more yeah. similar stuff in the future. Uh, and see, that could have, I guess that would be, so a kind of combined two things into one for three is that, um, well, okay, I'm going to separate them. So <laughs> the third one is that um, I didn't need Dracula and his wife coming back at the end. Like I was mm. fine with it, but it didn't sure. need to be there. And part of the thing with, Dracula, if they are going to do more in this universe um, with different characters, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Dracula is always coming back like every hundred sure. years, you know, it's what right. the characters are often different, you know, because, right. uh, you know, they don't, the humans don't live that long kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that says that Dracula is finished, even though there's like a potential there. I think anything you do to it wrecks it. Because you mm-hmm. can't have him fall again. You can't have him like, sure. oh, something bad happens. You know, his wife's White killed, and again. then he becomes <laughs> right. Yeah, and he becomes well, or he becomes evil again. He's going to right. destroy all the humans. You know, kind of. You, right. you can't do that again. Unless if they did like some do, up, like a prequel season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they could do that for sure. Pre all this happening, when the Belmonts are like big right. and known, right? right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where I would think they would actually go with it because this that's was pretty final. This this seems like you know this would be the 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 end of of all the very like so I could see them actually doing more prequel stuff but sure yeah I mean it I kills would, death at the so. end so nowhere well, is yeah. there anybody bigger or badder to destroy at the end of a future season than that I don't know I don't think so right. that's true but yeah yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah three sorry. would be I don't know that I or four I guess would be that I don't know that I needed. Like, again, I was kind of pleasantly happy, but I was surprised that they brought Trevor back at the end. I was, too. I kind mm, I kind yeah. of I, I, I wanted the because I he you could definitely see in the animation that he like when he like 
popped. He like got sucked in, right. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that he Absolutely. did. I was waiting for him to be incinerated and right. that didn't happen. So you mm -hmm. already knew with that, that something had happened, you know, right. probably mm -hmm. infinite doorway stuff. Right. Um, I would have liked to see something where he's stuck in the infinite corridor or is so he is somewhere else and is alive. Mm -hmm. And therefore we have now, like we have a future mission for him. Like his life goal mm -hmm. now is to get it and be to get back, you sure. know? And so we're, we're, we're ending on a hopeful note, not mm -hmm. a like, wow, everything is perfect note. Yeah. True. Yeah. Would, would you agree? Yeah. Are you guys happy with uh, how? Well, like, well I feel like, I, I Sorry, I'm going to I'm going to quick go. Just knowing that they're going to do something else in the Castlevania universe makes me actually more satisfied that this is like fully wrapped up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if they're if they're going to do something in the Castlevania universe but not use these characters, then I'm happy that that their storyline is wrapped up mm -hmm. because that means you we can fully divorce ourselves from like these characters are going to be in anything. If they left mm -hmm. something open, it would have been like, oh, you know, oh, even though they're, you know, doing something like a prequel with the Belmont family, let's mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. maybe they're going to go find Trevor in the Infinite Corridor and that's going to tie in and, you know, X, Y, Z. Now sure. we can just like completely enjoy something separate. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like full think, resolution. Yeah, full resolution. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. while while this series ended on a more, you know, happy note and probably, you know, something more upbeat than we're used to with something like Castlevania, mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. you know, so much of it is is rooted in, you know, like these almost seemingly hopeless situations and these, you know, insurmountable odds. And, mm -hmm. you know, many a time situations do not work out in our main character's favor. Um, you know, basically Alucard's whole storyline as an example. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm actually more satisfied that you know this is he's back, he's here. They didn't make a a whole happy drawn out like scene of it. Mm -hmm. Like it was just enough of him being back and them being all like sarcastic and bantery with each other. Mm -hmm. Okay, like now now I can close. Thanks so for calling for someone to kill him after she just got right. back. <laughs> right and and yeah. alucard you know making you know stupid references about his dumb name and whatever right. and stuff like that like i'm Treffy. happy to close yes exactly i'm happy <laughs> to close the chapter on yeah. these characters then and yeah. completely move on to new ones who have nothing to do or very tangentially have something to do with these characters yeah I agree with that and i john i agree with you that i was a little surprised i i actually thought I hadn't thought about him getting sucked into the infinite corridor. I actually thought he like died with uh, oh, death when he killed yeah. him. So I was actually pretty okay with him having been like sacrificing himself to save like mm -hmm. millions of humans of his fellow humans and, mm -hmm. you know, Sypha deciding to stay in the town with, uh, with uh, Alucard and uh, his new, his new girl and Greta. and like build that town there and have her have her babies and um you know i was actually pretty okay with that i, I was surprised when they brought trevor i maybe i shouldn't have been but yep. i was surprised when they brought him back and no I was and that was fine too i mean that was it makes it for a happier ending but i think it would have yeah. been fine if they had left him as like this sort yeah. of um lebowski jesus you know sacrificing himself for the you know to save humanity 
Um, yeah. That would have been cool with me, actually. Yeah, I, I might I have liked it a way, little bit I, more. I, yeah, I mean, it would have had more impact. This, you mm -hmm. know, this was, you know, uh, again, for the end of it, it's fine for it to be happy. I'm okay with that because, mm -hmm. like you say, it's been so much dour. It's nice mm -hmm. to have that. Sure. But yeah, it would have been a little more, a little more impact uh, for sure. Yeah. If he had just been gone. You're right. Because yep. I think he, so. he fully went in there expecting to be killed by death. Yeah. I think he expected yeah. to die. Like, but he's that kind of guy where he's like, well, I, well, this is what's right. So I'm going to go do it. Like, even though mm -hmm. he, you know, has his character flaws, like that's mm -hmm. the kind of like character he is, which, you know, makes him such a underdog to root for and such a you know great character right. um yeah it's a han solo kind of character yeah he or like want to uh... be involved he doesn't want to take take right. part like i'm out of this this is stuff of the whatever mm -hmm. but then gets wrapped up into it discover rediscovers his conscience mm -hmm. and just like mm -hmm. kind of fights it but he just can't not do the right thing ultimately mm -hmm. right, right. Right, right, right. I uh, I actually I mentioned Lebowski because I just mm -hmm. recently rewatched The Big Lebowski for the first time in I don't know, ten, fifteen years, something like that. And so I had that fresh in my mind when I was watching this uh, this this final season, and it struck me how the the similarities because you know they talk in that movie about how you you guys are familiar with the big Lebowski, scam I'm, I'm assuming and most of your viewers are familiar too. i yeah. am but john is not what <laughs> you've never seen yeah. it yeah oh yeah, we actually, okay we actually just talked about this a couple yeah. of weeks ago because we were talking oh. about our favorite julianne moore movies and uh i hadn't oh, mentioned yeah. the, i hadn't mentioned the big lebowski um just because like you know her role in it, I think, is, is yeah. secondary, obviously. So sure. I, I mentioned other movies, but I was just she's saying great not, such, she she is great. And it's such a cult classic mm -hmm. that I, I had yeah. said I felt guilty for not mentioning it. And then John sure. hit me with this uh, bomb that he had never watched it. Are you a fan of Jeff Bridges at all, John? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you have to see it then, man. It's like <laughs> one of his best movies. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, well that's John put that on your homework assignment. And John Goodman. Oh, and <laughs> Steve Bush, Steve Buscemi. Um, yep. John Turturro. Uh, yeah. Yep, John Turturro. Uh, Tara Reed's in it <laughs> briefly. Randomly. Um, yeah. Randomly. Uh, 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 Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yes. so yeah. so good, so good. You you got to check it out. Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was just one of the best. He's yeah. so good. His character in this movie is a secondary character, but it's hilarious. It's yeah, it's you. Yeah, John, you'll love it. Um, but <laughs> so uh, this won't make a lot of sense to you. But, you know, the big the dude, he goes by the dude, you know, uh, Lebowski in the movie. Uh, that's kind of how he is. It's like he's this kind of a he's kind of a bum. But, you know, when pressed, he 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 has to, he feels like he has to do kind of the right thing. And he gets sort of entangled in this whole. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but um, he's kind of a very like it's similar to Belmont in terms of like just kind of floating around, drinking too much, mm -hmm. making sarcastic comments. And then when it comes down to the wire, he, you know, doesn't need to be guy. done. Yeah. Yep. So it's just, I think it's, it's a good yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good like archetype because it's easy for everyone to see themselves there. 
Everybody mm-hmm. wants to think that, you know, well, you know, I do all these things that I know aren't the best, mm-hmm. you know, in my moments of weakness, I am mm-hmm. kind of sucky sometimes. Yep. But I know that if push came to shove, mm-hmm. I'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And yep. already like people hold on to that idea, yep. you know, yep. um, Absolutely. that I, so yeah. yeah relatable for sure yep yeah so that um what else um there was one other thing i thought that i kind of didn't like i guess my list is growing but otherwise like they're hard to think about because they do such a good job with the animation in this too Mm -hmm. like when it Mm -hmm. matters some Mm -hmm. of the action sequences in here Mm -hmm. are right up there with some of the best in anime i would Mm -hmm. i would argue um i was thinking about how they have to sit and animate that whip how that's got to be difficult Mm -hmm. to do um Mm -hmm. i love how they managed to get everyone to play to their strengths Mm -hmm. you know it was great Mm -hmm. seeing the group back together the three of them i was gonna say i love that and that that might be kind of an American thing too, where like, it's like, Oh, get the gang back together where they, mm-hmm. they might not be as common in in like, in, you know, classic anime. I'm not sure, but that certainly felt like a, a very Americanized thing. Um, but I loved it. I, I mean, I'm an American, but mm-hmm. um, when they <laughs> well, all we, kind of like been, hop back into the castle. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. been waiting True. so long. Like, I mean, they, they yeah. separated at the end of season yep. two. You know, right. we've gone like yeah. whole seasons right, right. without them together. So like yep. we really were, we've been anticipating this reunion yep. for a very long time. And I don't think mm-hmm. it let anybody down at all. You know? No. no. That was so awesome. That whole it was, it, fight scene yeah. sequence. It was fantastic. And it was like, they didn't even miss a beat. They were just like mm-hmm. back together. They were like, you yep. know, this trinity that just like worked off each yep. other so well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really fun to you know watch the multiple battles that they mm-hmm. they you know got themselves into yeah. um even when you knew that they were going to win you know when they're mm-hmm. like fighting this sure. like this you know very secondary battle against these three sorcerers on their way mm-hmm. to Saint Germain sure you yeah. know you knew you knew cool. the whole time that they were going to they were going to win but it was still right. like the thrill of watching that mm-hmm. watching not only like the amazing animation and mm-hmm. like the amazing use of, you know, an amazing and inventive use of magic mm-hmm. um, on screen, but just like watching them together mm-hmm. some, just as a viewer just felt like, oh, I've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gripped. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys a question since uh, we're yeah. on the subject. So is there a particular, is there a word for the technique they use? There was a couple moments in, uh, especially like in episode nine, um, and then I've seen it done in other animes as well, like One Punch Man, I've I've seen it, but where they will have like in this super intense battle scene, they'll have this, uh, these couple frames where like the, you can actually see like the drawing like they kind of flash it oh, in there. Oh yeah, like the like outline what, kind of thing. Yeah, like like they did it with um Saifa's face um yep. I, towards the end of like the battle sequence in I think episode 9 it just like mm-hmm. blew my mind and it was yeah. just so cool. But I don't know if that's an actual like animation technique that they throw in there or 
because I know it's it's not just this show. Like I said, what they they yeah, do pretty frequently in One Punch Man. I feel it. like. Yeah, so. just change. When anytime they change the medium, you mm-hmm. know, leaves an yeah. impact. You know, right. so there's that definitely seen anime where they change the medium for uh, when someone's going through some sort of trip or it's really psychedelic or whatever. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Or yeah, going going black and white pencil mm-hmm. kind of yeah. things. You know, it's just anytime that you can have a, you know, and it's one of the, you know, great benefits of of animation that mm-hmm. you can you can change tone and and create an impact mm-hmm. by switching it up like that. I've seen ones where it's yeah. like all of a sudden it's uh looks like it's chalk or whatever. Or you can look mm-hmm. at it in a, a more yeah. I think it was uh made sama is a very it's it's yeah. very different in the way that I do it, but all like very uh, there's a couple different versions of the characters. There's the mm-hmm. realistic ones, the ones that are normal, but as soon as mm-hmm. anything silly happens, they're like they look they're drawn completely differently. Oh, sure. They're really yeah. like mm-hmm. like gooey faced and Super chibi cartoon-ish. and cartoony yeah. and yeah. And yeah, it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. that adds to the like understanding of of the type of moment we're seeing. Sure. And yeah, so sure. yeah, when you I I don't know which moment you're talking to here, but I'm guessing you know it's uh, with we were talking with Saifa. It go if mm-hmm. it goes all like pencily and stuff to mm-hmm. get really harsh mm-hmm. and like yeah yeah or, I no I I love that thing. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, a couple frames in Trevor's final battle with death. Mm. You know, like there's there's like a background color. And then mm-hmm. there's like charcoal outlines of some of the mm-hmm. characters. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's like mm-hmm. this couple of frames. It actually reminded me, John, of um, Kill a Kill when we were watching mm. some of that. And you get like that power up battle moment where it's just like so intense that mm-hmm. you can't yep. you can't realistically draw it. So you're just like giving these like flashes of color to convey yeah. this like intense moment. And then you just have outlines, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It's just so intense. You can, the visible eye can hardly watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Do we think Kill a Kill is specifically made for like teenage boys? I think maybe perhaps it is. I watched like half the season a couple months ago and I have to pick it back up, but it's half you the season. Pick it back okay. up. It's amazing. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. It's just it's uh, it's kind of it's, it's definitely kind of a riot, but it's it's yes. it's bizarre. Yeah. It, um. So what I find very interesting about um all of the work that I've seen thus far by that team is that they have these grandiose, insane visuals and mm-hmm. like over the top style that if you. Like it's they're never starter animes for someone. Mm-hmm. They're always mm-hmm. like you're you gotta be in in it. And sure. They do this really um nuts stuff. And then there's always like a pivot or a turn or there's a like a a deeper meaning mm-hmm. behind everything. And it's mm-hmm. it's not sure. like, you know, necessarily blow you away or whatever, but it like gives a credibility mm-hmm. to all the over over the top stuff, mm-hmm. I think, and like a, mm-hmm. a, a weight, and maybe Kill the Kill is the least of that. But sure. uh, Gurren Lagann mm-hmm. uh, becomes yeah. a completely different show halfway through. You know, yeah, I agree. Completely yep. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, let's see, brand new animal. Um, very, it's a little more obvious where they're going with that, but it's the mm. same kind of thing. Um, Darling in the Franks, very, um, again, very like mature themes, 
on mm-hmm. top of like incredibly overt sexual innuendo, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, I love what they do. I absolutely love sure. what they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I watched I watched the whole uh, I watched all of Guru and Lagan. That was that was awesome. But yeah. Yeah. And I've seen half kill a kill, but that's the only I've the only ones I've seen from that like team. So um let's see. Uh, I I loved one of my favorite things of this season was Hector's turn. Because I knew like yeah. in the games he's not like this pathetic, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh like, sure, right. Really coming into his own more here yeah. and uh understanding his situation, like mm-hmm. kind of being slap sober, you sure. know? Oh, yeah, not thinking with my penis anymore. Okay, so like then <laughs> just, you yeah. know, he, and then he was a he was a busy little bee. Like yeah. I couldn't believe when when he got down to it when he was telling Isaac everything he'd done. I was like, My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just you know, I thought he was just he's, like moping around. And, no, he's you know. he's like sneaky. He's he's more sneaky than people give him credit for. I feel like he's yeah. plotting. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, that was cool. See, that's where, that's where if I was coming up with something to do a story on, it would be, it would have it would be something with Hector and Isaac. Mm, okay. Um, see, okay. See, this is where like my whole thing comes in from earlier, like Hector and Isaac versus the the remaining sisters, like could have been really interesting because mm-hmm. Isaac started off. You thought he was just like insane and kind of crazy and just like, what are you doing? And then he comes in and he's like mm-hmm. super logical. Like I have a new yeah. vision for humanity and we're going to sure. live beyond, you know, yeah. just today, which vampires keep telling us is all we have. And sure. like, could have been really interesting. Mm. And now that Hector, like you said, has been slapped sober you know, tables have turned and he's the one, you know, or he was the one, you know, keeping Lenore captive could have been mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's enough to sustain a whole like, uh, like a side season. No, See, I, don't, me... I don't think so. I think, oh, I, think you needed, we... I think you would have needed like something, you know, side plot, like the same way Castlevania wasn't just about trevor and sypha and alucard you mm-hmm. know we had mm-hmm. hector and isaac and the sure right subplot. you right. would you would definitely need another subplot sure to, to sustain it but i think mm-hmm. it would have been interesting yeah, yeah. i would be True. okay with a season that was about hector and isaac but then also the vampire sisters but s- separate I feel like they're oh, okay, on different okay. paths and i'm happy with them mm-hmm. being on different paths to me i'd be sure. to me they're beyond like you know, Isaac is doing his own thing. Whatever that mm-hmm. ends up being, I feel like it's not about seeking out and getting vengeance upon two mm-hmm. vampires that left, you know? Sure. And Hector, I feel like right. I feel like he's beyond that too. And then the sisters, I feel like they're all just done with that situation mm-hmm. and moving on in, in distinctly different paths. And I would love yeah. I'd love to see the adventures well... that they end up having. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're definitely done now that Lenore killed herself. Well, right. You know what I mean? Like they could have they could have crossed paths had Lenore lived and maybe figured out that, you know a way to communicate with Marana and Striga. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like there there could have been something there, but yeah, with with Lenore, you know, walking into the sun, that's like the last tie that could have been severed. You know, like sure. Marana and Striga now right. definitely have no reason to go back. True. 
Yeah. Well, either way, I really, I, I mean, I don't think, I think they're going to take it in a completely different direction. Um, yeah. And even if the studio doesn't end up doing more like st- strictly Castlevania, weren't, didn't they also do Blood of Zeus, John? Was it the same studio that did Castlevania that did Blood of Zeus? I like, think it's the same, might hmm. be the same animation studio. Okay. I don't think it's the same Alan. like writer director. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, yeah, it's that could different. Be. The, animation the, studio, the brain but... behind it is is uh, is Warren Ellis for for Castlevania and stuff, okay. and uh, I don't think that he has involvement in um, Blood of Zeus. Okay, but I guess my point being, like, if he... they're going to continue making like quality sort of like American cartoons, whether you call it anime or not, like I'll be happy. Sure. That 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 season was awesome too. Well, it, it was the um it felt similar direct in tone. Um showrunner or someone is um mm. he's going to be doing um what is it? Devil May Cry. So that oh, was okay. talked about and so there was some okay. some speculation that they were going to use the infinite corridor to like cross the worlds. Oh. I remember talking about this and and not being very excited about that. Oh. Like okay. When something, even though they like divert a lot from story of Castlevania, mm-hmm. it feels Castlevania to me. I feel like it's sure. respectful of mm-hmm. what Castlevania is, and it's easily mm-hmm. recognizable as such. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, it'd be weird for them to, uh, we're going to mix together these two video game worlds. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. But a separate Devil May Cry show could be good. Yeah. So if they yeah. do that, it'd be know. cool. Serious question. Could you cut off your own finger with uh, Isaac's little knife? Oh. You guys Boy. know my answer, yeah, but I think I, I cut my well, finger at your I cut my finger time. at your post at your post uh, post reception gathering, John, and I was passed out. So I think you know. Yep. Um, yeah, my answer. Still there, but, uh, yeah, not so much for me. I mean, but, but again, desperate times, you know? I guess. I, like, it's hmm, I mean, do I, I horribly okay, made so, myself or just stay with uh, enslaved to this hot vampire chick right mm. i was gonna say like half probably of it to stay would be enslaved. not really wanting to cut your finger <laughs> right. off like half would be like you being like blood no thanks and do i want to like, escape like this chick is awesome like yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i, I really I want mean, if you were enslaved to a less hot vampire chick like you know uh, yeah what if she was like like jabba the hut you know, and you I, think be, I think she could be horrible difference. and I could be very desperate. I don't think I could just physiologically make myself do that. Yeah. I'm surprised anybody could, to be frank. I mean, Hector, Hector is very cavalier about it. Um, <laughs> yes, it would he probably, was. It would, I would have to like psych myself up a lot more than <laughs> no, Hector did. Yeah. Right. I'd have to like use like a, <laughs> I don't know. No. Ugh. Ugh. Or, so you, yeah. or, just, or, or tell someone else to do it. Can you do it for me? Right, right, like Isaac, oh, yeah. come in there and do it. Like, yeah, you know, he's like, oh, let me just. And he, you yeah. do it. <laughs> it was like he was. It was like he was like just like cutting a uh, like slice the, of cheese. For right, some just like yeah. whoop, let me just like lop that digit off. No big deal. Cauterize <laughs> yeah. it with the <laughs> the, 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 the heat from the blade. Knife, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally well, normal. it's one of those things. Hopefully, you'll never have to know. God, yeah. you'll never have to God, really. Know. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people have, you know, what, 
saw their own leg off to get out of stuff or whatever, you know, like right or yeah. the uh, animals the do that. People guy do that. Cut off his own arm. Yeah. Yep. Or what was it 127 hours or whatever? Yeah. Was yeah. 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 That's. Whoo. Yeah. I mean, I mean rats compared to that, compared to that, finger seems right? not so stopped. bad. Yeah, I guess he, he that guy did it with like a like a Swiss Army knife or something, and not a freaking yeah. like demonic like sharp blade, like you know, right. Isaac has. So right. Well, Phil, I want to see you and Dana for Renfest be Hector mm -hmm. and oh. uh, Lenore. Lenore. There you go. All right, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. We could do. We could probably we could rock a, that. We could have a fun Castlevania group going on. That would be cool. Yeah. Although I think, are we doing uh, Vikings this year? Or is that not established? That that was the plan, but I mean, we could be we could be flexible. It could be fun. All right, All right. we'll talk. That'd be cool. We'll talk. All right. That good. <laughs> um, what else? Um, any other big thoughts? I mean, there was there was a lot. A lot happened. There, yeah. I really didn't think there were much for lulls. They really, um, really moved forward. Um, mm -hmm. I was just very happy to see Alucard pulling his, himself up, yep. uh, meeting Greta. They seem mm -hmm. nice together. I like their dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was I a little to... interested by where these other quite powerful night, uh, like monsters and stuff that were loyal to Dracula yet were coming mm -hmm. from. Like they, like they seem to be against a whole different group. Right. I, right, I he, got the impression that death him the 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 death character had like been Barney. like right, but because he's like not like literally like the Grim Reaper, but like this force of like this like this nat like a natural like this like this being mm -hmm. that's kind of how yeah. I understood it. He I figured he had control over these other mm -hmm. like naturals like these other like you know dark naturals in the world that they inhabit. Sure. Um, and so I, th I assumed he he was the mastermind behind like pulling them all there and the like creepy witches who were sewing together dead body parts and all those right. things. I assumed he was behind all of that, all the I mean, well, um, he clearly so not he not was. Dracula so much. Yeah, he clearly was since, you know, he reveals himself to St. Germain where True. like yeah. he was the woman. Um, you know, who was right. like bringing him back to the path of alchemy, and then he was yep. like Varney the vampire, like gathering the vampires yep. together. So yep. I just sort of assumed he transformed into whoever he needed to be to convince all these people to get together. And mm -hmm. then, of course, we as the viewer, and I think probably you know the other characters, like were surprised when he reveals himself as like literally death, because I don't right. think he appeared to everybody as death and was like, "Come on, right. let's get together." Right. I no. Yeah. Just, no. He just sort right. of appeared as whoever he needed to be to bring them together. Right. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. what do you think then? Um, you mentioned him, and that was one of the more confusing moments to me. That I was kind of waiting for the explanation, and sure. ultimately the larger goals made sense. But I wanted to see what you guys thought of character motivation for Saint Germain and his path his sort of descent. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you feel mm -hmm. about that? Because yeah. I remember him going in the corridor, talking mm -hmm. to this other alchemist, supposedly other alchemist mm -hmm. and leaving thinking, well, that's kind of, I don't know. Like that seems very yeah. oddly specific that this is the path you must take. And then 
I agree. Like, I thought that was a, a maybe they needed to like something else needed to be the to thing push him that... to push him down that path. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. I I more feel like I understood that he he was going to undertake a journey that, you know, at the mm -hmm. end of it, he would be reunited with his love. You know, he would mm -hmm. need to do whatever he would need to do. But mm -hmm. I really didn't understand how, like, he just sort of accepted, like, okay, my path is bringing back Dracula. You yeah, know what I mean? in the like, body of, like, uh, her, hermaphroditic body, you know, like. Right, Aretas. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't understand that. That, that to me, was very confusing. It was very specific it was almost too specific to see how it related and even with his like speech at the end where he was like i'm gonna bring back you know dracula and and you know lisa and they're gonna be this rebus that can control the infinite corridor it was like but still how and yeah. why and why does that relate to you and finding the woman you love Especially once, like, death was revealed and death was like, I'm going to have Dracula go crazy. It's not about the Infinite Corridor yeah. at all. <laughs> right. it, well, it made a little more sense to me once because I, I noticed the ring, like, that Hector had and stuff yes. put on the, the on body the that they would animate. <laughs> yeah. And so once I was like, oh, Senior May Hat, that's, I thought that was connected to someone else. I didn't, I didn't connect in my head that it was connected with St. Germain's ring. Right. So once is like, okay, well that, I guess. So then, then you can, you bring those two back. They come into this body. They have the ability to control the infinite quarter. And now you have the ability to control them. So there's your, there's your ticket. Um, but so it kind of became clear to me then, but that took a long time to, to understand yeah. that. And yeah. I just didn't know if, it just seemed like there could have been a, a more elegant, less complicated way. Because when the alchemist is talking to him, it's like, have you forgotten the the main? It's like, did I? I've watched all of Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. I don't remember that being the mission. Yeah. You know, like the stated goal to you know, maybe there's I, some alchemy that I, I mean, I'm not a practitioner. I, I actually but, looked uh, it up, well, though, and it apparently up. that is the ultimate goal yeah. of like alchemy. I, I looked up okay. Arenas and Same. all that. Like a real thing, I mean, not yeah, so the real goal. Well, right, yeah, but no, it's it's like the yeah stated goal of alchemy, right. yeah. So because I had why? to look that up too, because I was like, what is this? Um, I forget exactly. I didn't get, I didn't go that deep down the rabbit hole into alchemy, less like I get flagged on some sort of no fly list or something. But <laughs> uh, Duck Duck Go VPN. But yeah, it's it's something you know, it's something about it, like the perfection of creation like right. is made whole in the rebus which is like the dual nature like finally becoming harmonized as one there's oh, right. it, sure. it's yeah it's it's very like abstract of course because mm -hmm. like how would you do this and you know it's you know there's no like actual thing that you can point to so it's you know like i said it's all very like abstract and very like theoretical um right. but yeah i mean it is the the stated goal of alchemy like the ultimate goal but it still didn't quite make sense as saint germain's purpose for a long time and how he just like accepts it as his purpose do you know yeah, what i mean like yeah he there needed to be a more tangible like 
I don't know, a tangible yeah. goal or a tangible thing for him to follow, for us to follow, to make him make sense. Yeah. He struck me as the, as someone who, like, decided to go down a path and then, like, realized maybe this wasn't the best idea. Yeah. But he was so invested mm-hmm. and he'd already done so many horrible things. It's like, well, I might as well keep proceeding forward. I mean, until the very end yeah. when he got to the point where he's like, well, okay, I just can't, I can't do, I gotta, you know, and so right. I, I'm glad he redeemed himself a little bit. Um, I really, I love St. Germain. I loved him in um, uh, season three. He's one of my favorite new characters. Yeah. Yep. So I was a little bummed when he kind of had this descent. So I'm glad he did come around in the end. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think, am... I think it's, a, you know, also like poetic justice that he, you know, like di- didn't you know he died, so he didn't like get away scot free. He still like, mm-hmm. you know, got murdered or whatever, or died in the the, the chaos. But at yeah. least he, yeah, had a clear conscience when he died. Well, I and saved like... Trevor possibly. Sorry, yeah, that's a to me that his redemptive thing. He gets Sorry, to save possibly Trevor. save Trevor. Yeah, right, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming he's the one who like you know got him into the. Oh, oh yeah, he right. did. They yeah, show yeah, him like tap his finger, yeah. you know, and yeah, like yeah, and yeah. then you yeah. Know. Yeah, it's yeah. just like something that like, you could have like easily missed or, you know, like yeah. assumed mm-hmm. that yeah, you know, right. something yeah. else happened. So, you know. I, yeah, I Alan's still go played with by the... Bill Nighy. I love it. Such a great uh-huh. character. It's played by Bill Nighy. Such a oh, great yeah. character actor. I, lo- I love so much of the casting in Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I am very happy to see James Callis. Uh, mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica is maybe my favorite show ever. And, uh, James Callis is a spectacular job in that. So yeah. I was just happy to see him in something really good again, yeah. even if it's just his voice. Um, I was going to say, I still am holding out that St. Germain isn't dead and that he is the mad mage magician guy that oh, Isaac from season three yeah. in the tower in season three. Because the resemblance is there, the like yeah. occupation is there. The mm-hmm. I can see him like you know he warped, uh, used the infinite sure. corridor to you know to save Trevor at the last moment. Yep. For all we know, he went somewhere too, you know. Yep. And yeah. uh, you know things get timey wimey, and uh, so yeah. I mean he's he's dead twice over now and on this that plane of existence, mm-hmm. well. but. You know, he yeah. spent like countless ages looking for his love and never found her or whatever and ends up yeah. back back on Earth mad as a hatter. Yeah. So, <laughs> that thought, but Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a fun spin off. Like, I really feel yeah. like uh if they had just made this see this season like a couple of extra episodes longer as this as this as the yeah. finale for the series. And then they could have, I think, taken a little more time with some of those things, like wrapping up a little bit more nicely or giving a little more uh, color to like the like the um, Isaac and Hector's stories mm-hmm. and uh, the, the sisters and the vampires and like fleshing out a little bit more of St. Germain's descent and like his motivation and like how that all happened. Yeah. Um, ah, but, you know, I still think it was awesome. But yeah. If it had been just a couple yep. episodes longer, I could have really done that. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm very satisfied. I'm happy that we have four 
mm-hmm. quality seasons. Yep. It's mm-hmm. done. It's wrapped up. It's just it's nice to have that instead of seeing something like you know f- just peter out and like yes and, and sad falsely yeah so i i yeah couldn't really be happier yeah so. agreed um anything else i didn't really look through you guys notes so i don't know but if there is there any other um lasting um i did uh, i did want to say because we we haven't focused on alucard too much um, mm-hmm. Other than to to be happy for him that he finally gets something happy in this season, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know obviously he's he's gotten a lot of shit over the seasons, um, but I did want to say also I think the ending season parallels with him and his father really cool because he talks you know early on in the season about you know oh my god I'm turning into my father where he's like alone in his castle he's drinking way too much he's putting people out who you know, either mm-hmm. betray him or visit him. He's like putting them out on stakes as a warning. Oh, right. Yeah. And then he kinds of he kind of ends up the season as the good parts of his dad. You know, yeah. like falling in love with a human woman who like mm-hmm. redeems him and makes him care mm-hmm. about sure. life again and like, yep. you know, taking an interest in the village and like building all of that up. So I, I yeah. thought that was kind of cool that like he was always so afraid about turning into his dad, but then he like turns into the good parts. And then we do see yeah. like the good part of Dracula come back, even though I agree, John, like we didn't necessarily need to have that extra scene at the end. Mm-hmm. It's nice to like see them be the good parts of themselves after uh, obviously, of course, like literally battling each other and son killing father. Right. So it's to me a, a little um like undermining to the character of Dracula in the way that they Disney. do that. It's a little yeah, like I mean, you know he's there's a, there's a dad power... now visit his son yeah. in the future and they're gonna, you know, or, make or up and whatnot, it, but <laughs> or it's an anime thing. They do it in anime all yeah. the time. You have your villain or whatever, and then turn out to not be such a bad guy, and then you're you know, now you're they're your right. ally. They just needed the one thing, which, like, for him was, you know, his wife. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and now, oh, so, like, I'm okay again, and we could travel the world, and it could be adorable, like, you know, our little, like, yeah. vlog adventures, but. There's a difference between, like, having a character that is sympathetic and tragic. Dracula is a tragic character, has a tragic mm-hmm. story, but then you kind of destroy that, and he's, you know, besides just being relatable, He's now like redeemed, you know, yeah. almost he's like, he's seen in a completely different way. And so I think that it, it fails a little bit in like creating like what's unique about Alucard then as well. Like that yeah. was the, the potentially amazing thing that comes out of the union of evil and this, uh, human woman. And, um, yeah, I, I, I could have done without it. Yeah, I could have I could have ended with Isaac's speech about, you know, I don't want to bring Dracula back because even when he was there, he seemed tired and sad and like, you know, he wasn't really in it because he was missing his wife. And like, you know, I've I've abandoned that idea. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I I could have ended there and and been like, yep, I agree, because season two was a lot about him. Like, 
he like spiraled out of control after like the first season was so focused on like I need revenge against the people who killed my wife and it was so compelling and then he sort of lost it when he tried to like yep. take it bigger and tried to you know like take over the the world and like you know show the world like you're gonna suffer my pain and mm -hmm. then you know we we could have just like left it but yep I guess yes, one indeed. one uh, thought I had um, something I really appreciate about Castlevania is that I mean obviously it's like a like a horror cartoon it's like based on mm -hmm. like a, you know monster monster themes but like every season I feel like they throw in these like scenes or like monologues that are like genuinely horrifying like um, you know like generally what where, you know, horrifying. horrifying like for yeah. for you know, like cartoon tv show but like you know in the season one where they burned dracula's wife at the stake that's yeah, horrible mm -hmm. horrible and then in season three when you find out that that town that that leader of that town is like sending kids to fall yep. into a pit of like, yes. like just like horrible horrible i mean it's 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 like cool to see and it's like cool it's like everyone likes to be titillated right but or like you know and like yeah all made up but this this season i i loved uh what they threw in um with the uh, the vampire associate of Arnie's, I forget his name. Ratko. Ratko, thank you. Um, he was, I thought he was awesome, and like his the the the, the change that he went under, uh, that he undertook when he like kind of made his real like sort of identity known, and like his monologue and about just mm -hmm. like the things he's done and like the the war he's fought and just like you yeah. know that was like cold blooded stuff. But it was, I mean, it was really cool and really good tv of that dude you know that dude's yeah. not messing around at all and that was bone chilling stuff it's just really well done yeah and i thought it was yeah. especially effective like he has that whole speech about like i am perfection you know i've mm -hmm. i've perfected death and you know mm -hmm. i'm destruction and you know it was amazing and then varney's comeback was so lame he's like well, I'm Varney. You know what I mean? Like right. he was just like, and I'm, you know, I'm the brains here. And then, but then it was so cool because it's so it made you underestimate his character so much that when he, when he was revealed yeah. his death, it was like, yeah, like this yeah. buffoon is right. actually like the puppet master. It's, you know, it's funny thinking back to that scene when he's like seeming so like lame, and yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was death yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and it and it just becomes like this total irony, like Ratko giving this amazing speech about how he is death, and death, death. is like, yeah, mm. uh, actually, <laughs> so. that's funny. Yeah, yeah I, I think that it's a I, animation has trouble with it sometimes because I think it's easy for people to, you know, both watching it and making it to get in their head like they still have to like like let go of the idea that it's for kids you know sure. they still have to like work to throw that aside and to um dispel that idea and mm -hmm. so sometimes things go over the top where it seems it's, it's unnecessary to try to like make that point mm -hmm. and i feel like castlevania does a pretty good job of just being honest about it you know mm -hmm. they don't pull punches but they mm -hmm. don't do things to like, look, see, we're a cartoon and we can be adult. You know, there's like things right. that have that vibe to it. 
Um, okay. Almost like, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's probably a different purpose, but remember, Andrea, we talked about that one cyberpunk anime. Um, yes. Oh, my God. What was that called again now? Um, the movie, uh, yeah. Night something or... Um, I can't remember it now, but we yep. we talked about it and it yep. was it was too like, much. had some really good things about it, but and I I don't think it came from that. I think it came from like, well, we want to. You know, how do we make basically a porn without it actually being a porn, you know, like yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, you know, but sure. but that kind of thing is done to varying degrees. I won't say for shock value, just mm -hmm. for the idea that look how adult look we adult. can be. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think in Castlevania, I think may that may be what they were doing, but maybe it was also showing like, I think people do want to show like, look how horrible humanity can be. Like, mm -hmm. and, and not no, just in, cartoons, but in, in movies sometimes too, with, with people or yeah. TV shows, but like, especially in terms of, like, the the priests burning, you know, Dracula's wife at the stake, and right. uh, in terms of the, that town head person who's, like, just... The judge, yeah. Murdering kids. Yeah, the judge. Yeah. Like, people have been that horrible, like, in, in history, in real life, you know. Right. Yeah, no, and, I, and... I think, I think we, we agree that, like, Castlevania isn't disingenuous in that way. Like, right. other, yeah. other anime can be, but Castlevania felt like it fit. It, it was horrible, but it fit within the world that, that Castlevania was creating. Yeah. It didn't feel mm -hmm. like over sure. the right. top, like so egregious, like, oh my God, can they just like take it down a notch because this is too sure. much? Like, right. you don't yeah, need to no, prove it's, it's, you're an adult yeah, anime. It fit, it fit in there. Yeah. I, the yeah. authenticity really adds to, um, you know, when it allows a creator to be, to do some of these unbelievable stunts and have a show full of with magic and monsters and stuff but when your characters or there's some relatable situation that is really uh feels really grounded it, it helps with the whole thing and I, I i've appreciated that from the beginning with this series that they they managed to do that and stay uh stay genuine about it it's it's like the it's i always use the example it's silly but it's one of those things like if you're if you slept in someone's bed and you and you're naked and you get up in the morning no one takes the entire sheet to wrap <laughs> around themselves as they walk someplace that's a movie thing so they don't sure. have to show nudity sure. and it's disingenuous and it's mm -hmm. and so if they don't do that it's not shock value it's just real well, and i really think that this right. yeah and i think this anime does that uh god now you have me doing it this cartoon <laughs> animated has me doing it. yeah it has me uh <laughs> you know they're um they do that well here yeah so yeah. um what else anything else i don't want to leave any um anything out there turn? if you guys got uh yeah big thoughts obviously so, we could i mean there's all kinds of things a person could talk about with this there's a sure. lot Again, a lot of characters. Yeah. So so Chris brought up an interesting point when we were watching, and it was something I hadn't really thought of. So I kind of wondered what you guys thought about it. So in episode nine, we're introduced to a night creature that Chris called Walking Dentures. 
and it's that giant no. one that's like pulling oh, the yeah. wagon and walking it's just all dentures. Yeah. Yeah. So he called it walking dentures. Um, and so he, besides just like making me laugh, he made me think about like how different night creatures are formed, you know, mm -hmm. like how we can have this like giant, you know, um, basically like a giant wrecking ball of a creature. Like once it's released from the shackles, it grows like how many times mm -hmm. its size and it's huge. Mm -hmm. And we have that, but then we also have like a night creature, like the fly that talks mm -hmm. to Isaac and, you know, like, you know, has these deep philosophical conversations like, yeah. with him, like eats the berry and is like, you know, yeah. oh, I remember my human life. How do you, yeah. how do you think like these different night creatures are formed? Like, yeah. is it based on who you were in life or is it like the sure. forge master who, you know, kind of decides like, okay, I'm going to bring this guy back, but I'm going to bring him back as like a, a bruiser, sure. you know, I don't know. It just made me think, get, about, yeah. really think about the yeah. way that night creatures are different. Sure. Sure. Uh, two two thoughts. I I I agree. Um, I I actually don't necessarily, but although I don't actually necessarily think that all of like Death's army that storm the castle were necessarily quote unquote night creatures in the in the conventional sense that we've seen um, sure. in the rest of the season. But I will say, even if you just look at night creatures, you can see like you know kind of like the like, like lizard boring, creatures bat like and... ones that are pretty like just yeah. animalistic standard and ones like yeah standard versus like the the fly who, who i love is awesome and and mm -hmm. it has like yeah these deep philosophical questions and like flashes of his old life and stuff and so i i agree with you but then i do wonder like does death have a different way to make like monsters or are there just sure, monsters sure. that exist in the world separate yeah. from like, vampires making them or like these um vampire you know uh, blacksmiths making them yep i think that's a distinction that would be interesting to know because i i agree that that i think there's probably a split between like beasts and monsters and things of this world mm -hmm. then also creatures that have been unleashed from hell and right. then also yeah night beasts or whatever that forge masters have you know they have turned dead bodies into them you know mm -hmm. into creatures and so i think there's three or more set of types of sure. things we're seeing here but sure. like you say even if you talk about the ones that we know are specifically forge master created it is interesting how there's such a variety like it's amazing the onslaught of like basically pawns that are going after Carmela, but then there's mm -hmm. a couple like badass ones that are like fighting right. They're like they're like Isaac yeah, Shield, the guy that could yeah, fly that one... and always like protect. Yeah, like, like a fort or they're like higher the demons, you know. I think I feel okay. like the fork master must have some ability to like influence what he's making because doesn't he like make a horse knight creature like when he needs to like hop out of the back of him at one point or something like in the right, middle of the like, but like. Is it all Forge Master? Is it like, do you have to find the perfect body? Or like, you know, is, is there any influence in like the dead body that you choose to make, you know, the yeah, horse creature versus the like, fly creature? Master Swordsman or something is maybe much, or, yeah. you know, some sort of glad gladiator fighter yeah. is potentially becomes a much more impressive mm -hmm. uh, demon, night beast. Yeah. Than... Oh, right. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, it's just interesting to me because I, I hadn't really thought about it before. They were, you know, all just night creatures. And then suddenly we yeah. got this, like, you know, wide variety of, you know, how do we how do we get there? And, and we get to see, like, Hector literally doing the forging, which we yeah. hadn't seen too much of before. So it's sure. like, you know, what specimen well, creates what kind of night creature? Everybody keep an, keep an eye out for uh, an... AMA uh, hosted by Warren Ellis or any, anyone yeah. involved here and we can ask them. Yeah. Find out. I was impressed though, generally with just the, the um, creativity and variety of like crazy murderous creatures they threw at us this, yes. this season. It was pretty impressive. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. All the yeah. like, poisonous things that Alucarda deal with through the trees oh, and stuff. Fun. Oh, right. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We get, I felt like we got to really see a range of Alucard's abilities and that was mm. really fun this season. Yeah, that was awesome. Because mm -hmm. of course, before we just saw him like fight his father, which was epic, but you know, I felt like he was hampered in some way. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're fighting Dracula and it's like this, you know, legendary creature. And now he just gets to like shine on his own in this season. We really did get a, 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 big increase in the variety of of monsters because yeah. you know early on it was all like kind of bat things you know similar the yeah. kind of guys that were always coming through and then and then you obviously had vampires that were enemies and stuff mm -hmm. but yeah. then when this we got to see sypha and trevor going through and they had to deal with like a cult of yeah. people mm -hmm. that were like trying to sacrifice people or whatever, you know, they were weird. And then there was like, I forget if they're werewolves or something. Like there was all different oh. kinds. And then all of a sudden, this whole new army of different people coming after Alucard right. and his people. So well, yeah, it was definitely we, a mix. We even got, you yeah. know, different kinds of vampires, like the the guy who was like flashing around the like kind of Nordic looking. Yes, specialty abilities then, with them. Yeah. yeah. Right. That was yeah. that was a lot of fun too, you know. Like they just kind yeah, of that, you know said like mm -hmm. let's let's see what we can do with all of these creatures. Like what what can they do and what can we showcase? And it was really fun. So what what's everybody's favorite battle? Because that, that that penultimate battle there with uh, the kind of different vampires we hadn't seen with their unique abilities where the the, mm -hmm. the trios back together, that was really good. Yeah. But then the Carmela versus Isaac was very oh, good. So great. But then Trevor versus Death is very good. Like, did yeah. anybody have a, a favorite? Yeah, if we're talking this season, I think the trio together was my favorite. If we're if we're talking overall, I think season three, Trevor's battle, final battle, um, that's my favorite. It was very well done, yeah. Was he fighting in that in season three? It's, well, it's like, it was the oh, beast like that, the, was let, yeah. that was let that the church was like yeah. the bringing yeah. Yeah. controlling and the cycle was in there too. Yeah. But it was it was just my favorite for like the whip. Sure. Mm -hmm. It like the animation of the whip and like everything he could do, and it was just so like you could never do this in a live action show because the whip could not change like 60 different lengths in this amount of time. And like sure. sometimes be like, seem like it's metal and like got the chain on it and sometimes seem like a regular whip. And I don't know. Well, he's got two. 
Yeah, so yeah. That's a, that was the best part in season three when well, it's like, like you can't, regular you whip, can't and then he pulls out the like Morningstar yeah. whip kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh man, dual oh. whipping now. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's my favorite battle of all time. Yeah, I, I, I think I liked the battle, uh, his battle with death, just because it was such like the, sure. just because the meaning behind it, and then like the, yeah. you know, the, yeah. what he went to do, and, um, but I, I mean the the, the, the reunion battle too in the castle was awesome for different reasons, and and I loved how they had to like it's it's so so like kind of a video game right where i mean which is it's it's his roots so it makes sense right. but like where they clean they mop up the castle and then like oh we gotta we gotta hit these last like uh final bosses <laughs> before we get to the real final boss yeah so you have to go fight these you know like sorcerer vampires that was sweet i mean i don't know it's just yeah. like kind of built and built and built all through episode nine man yeah i <laughs> yeah i take I, back I all my the... teasing of you phil because episode nine was absolutely as epic as you said it was. Yep. <laughs> Feels so satisfied right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I kind of need to watch it again. I was, uh, I, I'd like to watch that battle again you were talking about in season three and then mm -hmm. watch this because I felt like there was a a difference in, in sound quality uh, mm -hmm. from season to season. And I don't know if that was just like this i don't know the frame of mind i was in if i'm imagining it or something like that but i'd like to compare because i feel like the sure. sound was a lot more dynamic in season three than mm -hmm. four when things got a little more flat so just a technical thing that i okay. don't want to say for sure but i'd like to sure. go back and try to listen again so. Yeah, I remember when we were initially talking about it, I said, like, the soundtrack, it felt like the soundtrack to the final boss battle, you know what I mean? Like, the background music was just, like, so a part yeah. of the battle itself. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so I'd be interested to go back and, and watch that scene versus, one of the, you know, this one. Yeah, one of the coolest parts of Season 3 that they didn't really do in Season 4, I think, is they, like, that last final kind of battle, you know, they had, like, the battle going on, and then they had, like, you know, Alucard, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. The juxtaposition with the, with the, with the twins. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. Like, they were and like Lenore and Hector and, all together. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and I think it was pretty yeah. unique just to like that the end of that season. But that was, yeah, yeah, for sure. This one, but it's okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I think we've had a pretty good, uh, pretty good time, uh, time here. Two hours something. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there with us, Phil. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, we um, will. I'm sure Castlevania is going to come up again on the podcast in one fashion or another. It's it's too many things to talk about all, all at once here. Um, and uh, you mentioned before that you're talking, you're watching One Punch Man. So we're going to mm -hmm. have to get to that sometime. Yeah, I'm in sure. the middle of Love, Death and Robots yet. Um, Boy, that's another that. pretty craziness. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, uh, well, thank you to Phil for jumping in and, and talking with us. Andrea is here as always. I'm here <laughs> as always. Um, this has been Popcast on the rocks episode 61. Everybody, you should go to our Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all those things, follow, like, share, that sort of thing. If you like these things, like we like these things, someone else likes these things. So 
yeah, share it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, thank you to Killing the Flower for our theme song. You can find them on Spotify, YouTube, and Instagram. Often, I am found playing with my brother-in-law, Lucas333, that's Lucas with a K, um, on Twitch, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I haven't been able to partake this week, but uh, hopefully in weeks going ahead. So give him a follow, subscribe, that kind of thing. And I think that'll do it from us. So thanks, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks, Phil, and cheers, everybody. Thanks, guys.